from Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail Podcast with your hosts, Mark Redmond and Mike Nartolinas. Welcome to episode 18 of the Jumping the Rail podcast from Champaign, Illinois. This is Mark Redman, and I'm jo- I was supposed to be joined by my buddy Mike Nargelinas. Apparently, it's his younger brother, Ezekiel Nargelinas, this week. Narge, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. We got our uh, special tag team partner rocking the Dollywood t-shirt I see this week. Uh, Kyler, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Get, the, get yourself out of the hot water a little bit there. No, he got yeah. into it. <laughs> he did. He's swimming in it. He'll be all right. We got we got a good hey, show Dwayne. this week. So, what we a surprise, you, Dwayne, man! Dwayne, are you just sitting he was there the waiting? First one. <laughs> hey, man! All do, you know, it notifies people on Facebook. So, what we should be asking is, why the fuck the rest of you ain't already on? <laughs> Where have you been? A couple already. So, we got a good show. We got a we had an awesome weekend of wrestling to talk about this past uh, few days. Uh, obviously, WrestleMania happened. We're going to talk about that quite a bit. We're going to get into the collective a little bit with GCW, Ring of Honor. But uh, the big thing, we've got our uh, we got a guest calling in a little bit later on, Narge. You want to fill everybody in? Yeah, GCW standout, a uh, guy that did quite a bit at the collective this weekend, including wrestling uh, Tully Blanchard's newest acquisition, Brian Cage. That is going to be Ninja Kamikaze Mac. Ninja Mac. He's one of the guys, he's really impressed me in uh, GCW since we started watching, so I think that's going to be a fun chat. Oh, yeah, he's really stood out quite a bit. So he's just, he's got he's got all the moves, man. All the charisma and the moves. Um. Not only we had a busy weekend. Not only WrestleMania. Not only the collective. We went and saw Chris Jericho on Saturday night, and he tore the house down in Aurora. That was an absolute blast. I want to say thanks to everybody that came out. It was my birthday on Friday, and we celebrated it uh, Saturday in Aurora with, like I said, Chris Jericho and his band Fozzy. A couple other great opening bands that uh, the producer Marco really enjoyed, and some of our other friends, GFM, and. Uh, uh, the Nocturnal Affair, I believe, was the other band. So, all very yeah, talented Yeah, they were great. Folks. Yeah, it was a good show all around. I went, uh, we went up for that. It was uh, obviously Fozzy just burned the place down. It was awesome. It was cool for me being there because I used to live up there, and I didn't realize that's a place I used to go to all the time, but they changed the name and renovated a little bit, so that was a fun the foundry. Yeah, I wish I brought my giant mug with me, but... Uh, <laughs> Oh, we now see you, Menders. It wasn't that we, you just weren't there. I'm not sure the bartenders or the waitresses up there would have known what to do with that giant mug that you had. Probably not. Beyond were, beyond the help there, you know, they, they were, that was a little questionable. So yeah, I think they they brought. I think there were a lot of subs working on Saturday. I think they were planning for. They tried to overstaff just for the turnout, just in case. Yeah, but. Regardless, it was a good show. All the bands were really good. Fozzie was great, obviously. Jericho was within spitting distance of us a couple times, Narge. A couple times right there. Within. Didn't you get spit on? I did not. (laughs) Oh, okay. I did. (laughs) 
And he he was definitely in show mode. I tried to get his attention a couple of times. Um, I was multitasking during the show, so I was yeah. We both were <laughs> watching the show. I was peering over your shoulder at your phone. Yeah, we had mania pulled up on the phone so we wouldn't miss it. Yeah. And it was awesome. There were a handful of people doing the same thing scattered through the through the crowd during the during the show. That's what was funny. I told Kyler that I said every time I'd pop, I'd turn around there'd be four or five others, and everybody's <laughs> pointing at their phone like, "Did you see that?" So it was, I would say cool. a good. I would say a good 40% of the crowd there were wrestling fans oh, who yeah. showed up because it was Jericho, not music fans, I would I would say. Which is something I tried to sell a local music venue here in town for years on. Right. Was, hey, not only would he bring out a rock crowd, he would bring out, you know, yeah, a pro exactly. wrestling fan base. So, Although it kind of bothered me that after we started posting about it, I had people, well, who's that? What's that band? I'm like, uh, 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 We've been talking about it. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, did you not see any of the videos I posted? Come on now. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the elephant in the room, and that's WrestleMania Narge. We're not going to get into all of it. Was that this weekend? That was this was this past <laughs> weekend. But uh, let's start. Let's start with night one. I'm honestly, I was expecting night one to be kind of a stinker, like going into the weekend, just because everything that they'd had announced. But overall, I think that might have been the better of the nights overall. Hey, Hands down, better of the two nights, I think. Just, just more surprises, in-ring work, just everything, uh, uh, except for maybe the person who sang uh, America the Beautiful. We could have swapped yeah. Jesse James for Brantley. But. Where's Tom Jones when you need him? We could have just <laughs> forgotten Brantley entirely. Holy crap, that was horrible. Yeah, I saw it. I got to watch the replay today. And this, is, was... this is the world I actually know about his music, and that guy, that sucked. That was horrible. I think he'd have right. done better had he not his two backup singers. They were kind of cutting over him kind a little of, bit. They were kind of chewing up the scenery a little bit. Yeah, there was, was a lot of off-key stuff yeah. going on, though. And but I don't think they needed him. The, so. uh, the little girl doing Next Night actually did okay. Jesse James. Uh, yeah. I'm not familiar with her, but... Uh, Jesse James, was, what's her last name? Decker, her husband. Decker, that's Eric it. Decker. Decker. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's in the NFL. It, yeah. so. That makes sense. Plays yeah. for the Rams, right? Yeah, yeah. She, had, she had good pipes uh, on Might her. have been. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she did a good job on key, which is all you can really hope for. No, didn't jazz it up too much, but... Uh, <laughs> But as far as the show goes, uh, I know what you were most looking forward to, Narge, was uh, the rattlesnake coming out in the main event, and we were we were watching with no audio during the concert, and all of a sudden we see we saw the face change during the interview. Yep, <laughs> he got that old dad look going, like he was going to whoop somebody. Then all of a sudden we see a referee run down. And we're like, wait, what's going on? And that may have been the biggest pop of the night once we realized that there was an actual match happening. Right. So first time the referees ever gotten the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> but uh, a good match. I mean, Austin doesn't quite have the gas that he had in his in his prime. No, that that V eight's maybe maybe about a four cylinder now. But he was he was still churning out the miles out there. I mean, he took some bumps right. that. For a guy who retired because of his neck, right, I didn't that's... expect to see him take a, a suplex on the concrete. <laughs> no, no. Hey, at least the next night he had beer with everybody or on everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pat, McAfee, uh, Pat McAfee may still be drinking his beer I think on the so. side of the ring. So, <laughs> I, I think, Like I said, he got waterboarded by beer. If there was a happier person in Dallas Stadium on Sunday than Pat, you'd, I'd, you'd be hard-pressed hard to, to find it. Yeah. I think. Maybe yeah. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Johnny. Knoxville match to me, and I mean, of course, Mr. Wrestling right here, but uh, that was the most fun I'd had in a long time watching WWE. He brought out every single stunt. And what was it I saw? Uh, I, one of us posted, somebody posted the meme, you know. Uh, the hand? No, what's it? The little MMA guy. No, but the MMA guy. 
Oh, who said, McGregor. Who said something about And they said, well, that's because Hornswoggle, who's about your size, yeah. wasn't available were, or something. He said they didn't book McGregor because they were afraid of him. <laughs> then Finley had to kind of put him in his place. Uh, that, Dwayne, Vince didn't sell anything to me except the idea that plastic surgery not as good as it could be. No, Vince sold the stunner. He just didn't take a good stunner. From which, what I, Yeah, from what I read, somebody said they think it was Lance Storm, actually, that Vince was so hyped to take a good stunner, he forgot that there was a kick beforehand right. to set up for it because it looked like he was leaning in to take it. Right. And so when when Steve kicked him, he dropped down. You know, mm-hmm. Vin, I, Steve saved it, but yeah. did you get to see the reaction video Mick Foley posted? I did not. Oh, uh, I guess Noel or her son says the hardest he's laughed in years. <laughs> I had I was kind of wondering if he was slipping on the beer. That's, That's why possible. he lost his footing. He looked good though, didn't he? He did, man. I didn't expect it because he walks like a frail old uh, old fart sometimes, but he uh, looked like I think I, I said it during the shot. I said he looked like Jack Lane out there with the big <laughs> guns. And uh, credit to Austin Theory also for the best sell of the uh, stunner over the, the weekend. That looked all, yeah. did they the did old, a great job. Did the old Scott Hall treatment, Mindy? This is a PG thirteen show. <laughs> I see it. All uh, right. Well, Kyler, I'm going to ask you, what was the highlight of WrestleMania for you? I told you they were going to ask you that, didn't I? <laughs> Do you have an answer? Yes. Did you study? <laughs> <laughs> study guides. Who needs study guides? All right, All right, kiddo. Let us know. Probably the starting match of the night two. That you was like my, the uh, three-way. I told you not to steal that. That's mine. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk it up, man. Tell us yep. why. You better have a reason, though. <laughs> I th- I liked um, Gable Stevenson or whatever coming out at the end. That was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought uh, it was cool they let him get physical a little bit with uh, with Gable. How much WrestleMania did you pay attention to this weekend between playing on your phone, Kyler? <laughs> I actually paid a lot. I didn't do anything else. Uh, in Kyler's defense, he had to entertain another small child at the time too so he I might think it was the other way around actually i, I think, think the four year old was baby somewhat mutual there <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. agree with him though my what and it, i could care less about gable steveson i i felt like there was too much gable steveson love fest night one and two i wouldn't have done both nights now one night that should have been enough or saved him for raw um we didn't get him at all at raw but i did i think my favorite match of the whole we weekend had class I, Huh? Maybe yeah, class. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, and I guess he's a part. Of, I don't know if you saw this. I don't. We'll move on from it. I guess he's a part of some Me Too movement thing too. He really? was accused of rape in college, but got off on a technicality. And this is just now starting to come out. And I googled it. It was him and another guy. Um, there's a girl at a party, some sort of deal. Some she got intoxicated, and apparently it's a technicality in Minnesota law where if she was intoxicated, it it yeah, something about uh, what is it when you say yes? Well, uh, it's well, it's, it, neither one can give consent. consent. If you're inebriated, you can't give consent. But if both parties are inebriated, how can you hold either one accountable? Is the whole rule right? And that was kind of from what I understand the the, the backstory with Gable Stevenson. So I'm sure WWE didn't want that to come out. They, you know, I'm sure but, they've done their due diligence. But they've done some. Yeah, usually they try to do their homework on these sort of oh, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I agree with him. That match was probably my favorite match of the whole weekend. From an in-ring standpoint, just absolutely impressed with the athleticism of all six guys in there. Yeah. Um, and you and I talked about it. Montez Ford oh, is yeah. just – he's main event. He'll be the he's, guy he will. before yeah. 
it's all said and done. But uh, I was waiting for that Street Profits heel turn, though, on, thought, yeah, on Sunday. It's got to come at some point. I, I, I was hoping there at the end, you know, with when the, the, the cups, cups and stuff. Yeah. I think so. Slip them a Mickey and then... <laughs> uh, so the other, I mean, aside from the main event, the other match I was looking forward to on night two was Edge and AJ. It, it was okay. It, it could have been a lot better, if you ask me. It seemed like, I know we were talking, our buddy Keith Gibson was with us on Sunday watching... And we all kind of agreed the pace just seemed off in that match. Yeah, it reminded me, like I said, of the AJ Nakamura match we got at Mania a couple years back. It's one I was I was hyped for. Right. And again, that pace it just never felt like it got off the off the starting blocks. It was just real slow. Yeah. AJ hit his head on the way out. Yeah, say so Ed- busted himself open. AJ had a better match with the WrestleMania sign than he did with Edge on Sunday. <laughs> well, he still had more energy. Edge just didn't seem to have it. Yeah, Edge, you Edge know. I think Edge was in heel mode. I think he was trying to work like a heel instead of working like Edge. Yeah, because there are times where Edge can go, you know, balls to the wall, and then there's other times where he does that slow. I'd save that slow stuff for somewhere else. It's WrestleMania. It's save it be. for the ballroom dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he was working slow because he isn't used to working AJ. You put him with somebody like a Cena or an Orton, then it's a different Edge. Definitely could be, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh it's cool. We got the uh, Damian Priest walk out. It looks like we're going to be doing a, uh, a faction with Edge and Priest and possibly more people. Uh, looks I like we might be getting a Rhea Ripley sighting in there. Brody King called him House of Black, or Wish's version of House of Black. Yeah. So people oh, jumped all over Brody King only, for that. Only difference <laughs> is the WWE's House of Black can cut a promo. What? I take Edge over. I'll take Edge over Malachi any day in the promo department. Uh, this little group, though, yeah, I think Rhea Ripley, I think she set herself up for that last night. We're going to get her and Liv next week for the belts, and Liv will lose again. We'll go split ski. That's done. And I mentioned to you, and somebody I didn't share it with you, a report followed up that Ciampa could be a very viable fourth option for this group. Yeah, yeah. I think we threw out a few names. We talked about Dijakovic, you know, get T-Bar in there maybe as the heater. Uh, You know, I wouldn't say Keith Lee if he was still there because – (laughs) <laughs> That's the kind of thing they would have put him in for if he was there. But uh, but no, that was a good match. The main event, let's get into the main event a little bit before we get to our uh, our guest. We're still waiting on him. Main but, event uh, night two? Night two. Yeah. Uh, Roman and Brock. Uh, Roman looked like he was hurt. Uh, if you looked at his arm, number one, very, very bruised. Yeah. And I could tell not only on Sunday when he was holding the belts up at the end. If you watched him last night, when he whenever he would hold that belt up, you could see him. In his face, he was hurting. Yeah, just that even com- lifting that belt over his head. That Kimura, I think, you know, Brock may have put it on a little Got harder a little than he thought. So, I saw some shots the next day of his shoulder. Yeah, just the upper area where it was, you know, popping out. Um, I hope I hope this doesn't, you know, I'm not sure where this leads. I know he didn't do much last night, cut a promo. Right. Uh, you said they're going to do more on Friday. Do more on Friday. So, curious to see where that goes. Who, yeah. who do you think's next in line if, if he does? Well, if they're talking on smackdown it's got to be a i'm thinking drew mcintyre yeah mcintyre had a good showing he had a, so. uh, corbin mcintyre had a great match on night one uh the cutting the ropes in half with the sword was a little much for me <laughs> i mean it looked cool but third match on the card isn't the time to, <laughs> to run yeah to destroy the ring yeah yeah i don't know who else that i haven't really given much thought until we just discussed it now but there's got to be somebody else in line for you know i mean drew makes sense because he's a he's a name yeah former champion you know they haven't really had their run since roman's been the champion yeah no it's true um 
And that's the problem. I don't feel like SmackDown's really built anybody else up, though. No, I don't think so. I think it'd have to be maybe if Braun Breaker comes up, he'll go to SmackDown. Could be. Um, him winning the belt last night was an odd choice after having him lose Saturday. So, And uh, I heard it was an audible. I heard it was something called the plan was for Ziggler to win again mm-hmm. because they even showed a promo for NXT with after Dolph the match with Dolph with the belt. Yeah. With the belt. So, I, from what I understand, there was an audible called by Vince, which isn't unusual by any means. So, we'll have to see what happens tomorrow. Well, tonight, actually, on SmackDown. If anybody watches, you know, maybe pipe in the comments. And uh, tonight, t- tonight's NXT. That's what I, what I you said. You said SmackDown. Oh, yeah, NXT. <laughs> that's what I meant. We were just it was a about very SmackDown. long weekend, and I'm still it coming was, off a, oh, man. a lot of alcohol. I think all of us were just completely worn out. Between Friday and Sunday, I don't think we stopped for more than a few hours to... Recharge. I, no, I've, I've slept in the last two days, actually. Uh, Dwayne wants to know how soon before we see Cody Rhodes in the title picture. And Dwayne, it's not bad. The thing for me is I, I, he's going to be on the Raw title picture, but there's so many big names on Raw that I th- I think there has to be a draft soon. A shakeup. Uh, it could be a shakeup. Uh, I think that there's still business with Cody and Rollins after last night. Oh, yeah. When Seth came out after Cody's promo. And why didn't you correct me? I didn't even think, but quit kicking me, Kyler. Kyler's kicking me, playing footsie with me under the table. Um, trying to get himself over. Well, I forgot we have a unified champ. Yeah, so it unified. doesn't matter. No, so, Roman can go to both shows. Yeah, so that doesn't necessarily have to be Drew. It could be Cody. Right. I'm just saying since but, Roman's going to go out and talk on Friday, yeah. I was, I'm thinking somebody from SmackDown is going to step up. Or they swerve us. Or it could be a swerve. Cody Always looking for that there. swerve, aren't you, Marge? Well, yeah, and that's I always hope for that. You know, with Rollins last night coming out shaking his hand, I, I'm kind of wondering. I you think there's more business? I'm just wondering if that was kind of all right. I'll see you down the road. That, you know? that could be. And then maybe we get Cody out on SmackDown. I don't know. They, they I think they're all in on Cody. They're yeah. ready. I don't think they've said which show he's going to be on. No, not necessarily. He cut. I, we'll go. We'll talk main event, but then I want to talk Cody promo. I wonder if Cody's got the Brock deal where he can go to both shows. It's well, and I mean that's the thing. Has since they haven't said, is he a raw guy or they're just there to you know? Right. So, a lot to be. There's a lot to be digested here. Figured out. I was hoping for more last night. Usually the Raptor Mania is a bigger show. It just felt like another Raw to me. Uh, it was decent. There was some things to shake your head at, but there were a few good things. The uh, False Count Anywhere match was really good. With uh, or not False Count, the Texas Tornado Profits and Alpha match was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. Um, and again, those four guys putting in solid work. Uh, like my wife had pointed out, she just felt like everything was rushed last night a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cody came out and then they rushed everything. I had a yeah. I had a big problem with Dominic getting beaten forty seconds. Yeah. I didn't like that. I get why, right? But it seems like they're just feeding the Mysterios to people. To I mean, they're jobbing them out left yeah. and right now. So yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about the biggest story on WWE, which is that Veer is here. <laughs> They said they finally sent fear. Yep, yep. And he whipped on some Mysterios, and it's like he's going to have a match with Ray next week. From what I understand, uh, Live said that place that went nuts for him. You couldn't tell on the TV, he said, but the, the pop was there for yeah. him. And he looked good, I yeah. thought. He looked. Well, we saw him know. on Raw. Uh, well, main event, I guess, when we went to the Raw in Indianapolis, and he looked good in the ring then. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not missing any steps in there. He's got a believable look. I would change the music, I think. They they rely too heavily with the Indian uh professional wrestlers, they tie they they rely too heavily on that music and the look at Kali, look at Mahal. It it's it fits right Although, into that. I do need to point out my wife liked the music. 
Did she? <laughs> she did, and she thought his beard was glorious. His beard was glorious. It had he had a very Kimbo slice like beard. Very <laughs> very lustrous, you <laughs> yes. know. That music, I don't know. It's just the the second I hear it, I think Great Collie. I yeah. always will. Doesn't matter who has it. But, but at least he he is a native of India. He's not just some schmo <laughs> they put out like Chief J Strongbow, <laughs> dress him up like a chief, and you know give him even though he's an Italian yeah, from New Jersey. Right. Yeah. Well, and then a lot of people probably don't know this. Veer was in uh, his life was a major motion picture. Yeah, Million Dollar Arm. He was a uh, he got. Uh, do- a chance to be a pitcher for the Pirates organization several years ago. What was he playing? Cricket, right? He was a cricket. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they call the pitchers in cricket, but uh, yeah, then John Hamm found him and they went and went to Hollywood. Went to Hollywood. But uh, looks like Marco's back from his pit stop. Dwayne's on here saying they need to get rid of the draft. They I, do, Dwayne. If I we were do. here last week for I, my story. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I said they needed to get rid of the brand extension altogether. Which, yeah. You know, they're, we're ha- we're halfway there, baby. And you got one belt. So uh, we got one because, you know, the Intercontinental U.S. title don't matter anymore. They didn't even get defended at WrestleMania. With one world champion, they have a chance to really make that uh, make that change and make those mean something else. But uh, with last night with uh, – Balor uh, doing the favors for Theory. I think Theory's on the cusp of getting the championship. He's going to have gold real soon. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Dwayne, I see Cody didn't have the huge pop that last night that he had at WrestleMania. I didn't think he would. I mean. Wasn't he kind of a surprise at WrestleMania in some yeah. form? Uh, that would worst kind of kept secret it, right? in the business at WrestleMania. But still, it was but considered still, a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But but I agree. The pot again. Another I think it's Ryan Satin who works for. He's a online journalist who works for WWE. Said though, it didn't come across. May not came across on TV. Similar as Veer, but the pop was there. But I agree. But just even looking at the crowd, everybody on the rails, mm-hmm. just kind of standing there, kind of like you know, eh, here's Cody jumping the rails. Yeah. That's why. Well, and what what's going to happen here? He's he's the fancy new toy. Give it six months, and they'll be throwing his weight belt back in the ring like the AEW fans. So. <laughs> I I did like that they gave him time yesterday they to re- talk. They yeah. really gave him time to get his like to say his piece, and uh, I thought it was cool that he started the same way he started his first AEW promo. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Let's segue that to uh, we were discussing briefly AEW. Is there a response with Cody jumping back to the WWE? I think Mark earlier you were sort of on the no crowd and Mike I think you're kind of on the yay yeah crowd what I'm do y'all definitely think? On, I'm definitely on the yay crowd what I do you think will happen I well I think Shane. Wednesday's Dynamite is gonna get the raw after mania effect to be honest and, and I'm going I'm going way out here I know it's kind of become oh it happens all the time we get new faces I really think we see Bray Wyatt Wednesday night. He's the, he's the only response that makes any sense. You well, think they'll they'll announce him as being part of AEW? Or he'll now. show up. Yeah. So then okay. all that talk all right. about Cody is gone, and now people are talking about Bray Wyatt. Well, I wish The Rock wasn't so fucking loyal because that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know <laughs> about if anybody's going to show up, which it's it is possible. You know, you never know. But they, from what I've seen, they stacked that card on Wednesday. Oh yeah. They got uh, the big one. I'm looking forward to is the Bucks and FTR. And from what they said after the uh, Supercard of Honor, that's going to be for both the AAA and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. You think we get to see the Briscoes? That, I don't think so. Warner Media I'm, won't allow it. I'm hearing Impact is ready yeah. to sign them full-time. As which, they should. Yeah. The only reason I ask is, you know, the Bucks obviously came out, super kicked them. Um, 
Which, you know, why not come out and super kick FTR? So, Well, FTR was already out of the ring. Ah, I'm saying you'll watch it. I read it. Yeah, I was they, busy. Like, FTR won. They did the handshake. Then FTR left, gave them the ring to kind of take their bow a little bit. And they left. And after they were up the ramp, the Bucks came in from behind. And, and that's what the, leads me to believe that maybe we get to see the brisk. I would hope Warner Media would bend a little I bit. Think you know? I think that's more likely to happen in Ring of Honor than AEW. Could be. I mean, the fact that we never got Briscoes and FTR and AEW leads me to believe that, yeah, Warner Media has more yeah. uh, Menders, stronghold. Mender says FTR and Briscoes was so good. It fucking right it was. I think when uh, December rolls around, that's going to be on my uh, 10 nominees for match of the year. And I'm calling it now because it was just I don't know if you have I haven't it. had a chance to watch the whole thing. But for, from all the reports I read, yeah, it was it. it was up there with all the expectations. The, the whole show was just a banger. They had uh, Gresham and Bandito was a great match. Unified the uh, world title. Gresham got the win. Gresham got the win. Then Lethal came out and tuned him up a little bit. Him and Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. And then uh, that brought out the man. They brought the Samoa Joe made his surprise appearance. And he will be there. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be, be on, there Wednesday night. Maybe, maybe that's the response. Maybe, maybe that is the response, yeah. Or a response. I don't know if it's as big a response as Cody would be. Yeah. Again, that's why I said the only the only person big out there that's a free agent to me is Bray Wyatt. He is He's definitely it. the biggest free agent in so, the business right now. Um, and he had us thinking he was going to do something this weekend, and yeah. I, he didn't do a he darn had, thing. He had so. us going. <laughs> no, he was at WrestleCon, I think. But was he? I, but yeah, he didn't show up at any of the, uh, of the events. Yeah. Which I was... I wouldn't have been surprised if he would have been the surprise against Rollins. but uh, Well, being there uh, Saturday at the Fozzie show when the lights went out, we saw it, we were watching, yeah, and, and all the, the phones the were out, like the fireflies and right. stuff. And I was first, like, oh, they got us. At first, the lights were out, and I thought, take her. Right. Then the lighters came out, and I thought, oh, it might be Bray. And then, sure enough, here comes... Uh, well, the adrenaline inside, yeah. or whatever the hell it is. Uh, what about the, the presentation of the show for the home viewer? Uh, which show? The WrestleMania. Uh, the thought, big show. Uh, well, we were talking about four different shows. Right, <laughs> on, right. I'm talking about the big show. Uh, I thought it was great. I yeah. thought they did a great job with. What the, about the uh, the weird 3D characters that look it, like 1993's Xbox graphics I, type of thing? I'm okay. I'm okay with it because it's just for the TV audience. Right. It's not like they're not doing holograms like Tupac during the show. But I think a hologram would look better. <laughs> Although I did say this to my wife yesterday when they were showing like the little bumper for Edge to show up. Mm-hmm. I said, what they need to do, every time Edge cuts a promo, it should be just a hologram of his face hovering above the ring. Because <laughs> it just, number one, it would just make me laugh. But yeah. number two, it looked creepy as hell. If it was Kind of like the case. old Matt Hardy hologram above the... Uh... Yeah, like Vanguard 1. Vanguard, they... yes. But for for me, I don't like those. I I get like right. what Mark's point. For me, I would rather see more elaborate stage entrance. You know, I feel like we lack that. That we used to get Triple H every year in a big entrance. New Day came out of a giant cereal box. Like we don't get it. We didn't get any of that really. Uh, what we about got, we got Cody popping out of the stage. I uh, Edge mean, had the best entrance of the whole weekend. Yeah. With that throne coming up and out of the fire and it was, that was that cool. Awesome. I did like that. I I really wish they would have brought Gangrel even just for that for just him for to that. stand up there and then go yeah. back into the stage. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd what about cool. uh, like you see in a lot of sports things? I mean, you got the wrestler coming out right, and they're they're doing this weird three D image of the wrestler, right? Right. What about throwing up like his stat sheet or his bio sheet on the side with you know uh, an image of him or her and some of their more notable stuff? Just they, so when people they do see that it. on Raw, actually. Do they? Okay. But, but they used to do it on SmackDown years ago. Yeah, a lot yeah. of that. 
It's and they kind of do it on AEW. They show the record and like yeah. this inconsequential little factoid about them on usually each something one. funny, something yeah. stupid, yeah. <laughs> something that makes no sense. But I think overall, though, if we if if we had to talk Mania both nights again, I don't like two nights. I'd rather it be an all day thing. I get it. It's a lot of matches. It's a lot of you want people to have their moments. Uh, for me, I was entertained, and that's really all I can ask for. Right. I definitely think this was the best of the two night WrestleManias so far. Oh, I agree with that. Yep. I mean, it's. I mean, I mean, the one in the PC doesn't really. Like, it, I'm not gonna say it doesn't count, but I mean, it's so hard to pull that off well with no fans in the crowd. Well, between they had that, then last year they had the rain delay, and they right. had all of that. And Actually, then I really like the rain delay because then everybody had to <laughs> cut the promos, like just off the top of their heads. It wasn't it wasn't scripted, and it seemed very organic. Just to keep it, yeah, and, and you know, but unfortunately they didn't stick with that going forward. But the, yeah. the in ring work. You had some fun. You had some good in-ring. You had some surprises. You, you couldn't ask for much else. Brock and Roman, I didn't really get a pipe in a little bit other than him being hurt, but I, th- I thought it was a dud. I mean, out of all their matches they've had, this was supposed to be the best one, and I, right. I just didn't feel like it was that. I, I think the shoulder injury hampered. I think they had to cut, they had to go home early. I, but, yeah, it just seemed like another Brock-Roman match to me. Yeah. It was all the... Although Brock did add belly to belly suplexes, though not just the Germans, <laughs> so it was a little different. But Brock uh, smiled a lot more than I thought he would. I, I've usually a, seen him pretty intense. Brock is having the time of his life right now. He seems really enjoying what they're doing. I liked him giving his own entrance. Uh, you know, yeah. announcing himself was fantastic. That was great. Yeah. That was great. So, um, I think if you guys are ready, we have a special guest joining us. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, admit him into the conversation right. if you want to start the introduction. All right. So we are joined by a, uh, a very bright young talent from Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, just made his Ring of Honor debut this past weekend. And uh, we're all very excited to welcome Ninja Mac in. Uh, how you doing, man? Hello. There he is. Hey, how's it going? We can't hear him because... Uh-oh. There we go. Try that again. Sorry about that. Hey, can you hear us? Hey, what's going on, Nick? There he is. Hey, how you doing? Our producer doing is so good. far. How y'all doing today, serious? <laughs> Give me one. There we go. All you right. Back on mute. Oh. All right. You hear us? There you are. Damn, there we are. How y'all doing today? Oh, we're great. How you doing? I'm doing good. Is this just audio, not video? Oh, uh, yeah, just audio. We oh, haven't, perfect. I'll, we're I'll still new. <laughs> we haven't got all the technology. We all have video. faces for radio. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I'm sorry about it. I took a minute trying to find the, the link to the the, uh, the the call in. I took a minute. I'm sorry. It took me a minute to get here. Oh, no, no we're good. It's right on time, actually. 630. Like hey, we wanted. You were, you were quicker than uh, Cologne was when he was on. <laughs> he, was, he, had, he, was he, about, he was about an hour difficulties. late. A ninja skills. I'll be just like a minute late, if anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he was a time zone confused is what I, it was. I think that might have been part of it, too. So you had yeah. you had a hell of a weekend. Uh, how are you feeling after all the uh, after all that wrestling in those past few days? You know, uh, I'm actually I'm feeling really good. I've calloused my body. I've trained hard. Um, a little uh, a little bruised from my ass whooping on Ring of Honor from Brian Cage. But that's nothing. Uh, Nothing unexpected from a monster of that size, and when you get to competition at that level, so yeah. Besides that, everything was good, but hmm, feeling good, ready, ready to get over to Japan. Awesome. 
So we're going to start. We, we always ask the same question to open every interview. Uh, what got you into pro wrestling? Like, how long have you been a fan for? All right. Um, are we, we live right now? Or are oh, we just uh, going over there? Oh, we're live. We're on uh, Facebook Live oh, right now. You're very live. Hey, hey uh, well, welcome wrestling world. Y'all want to make a bet with Ninja Mac? Yeah, uh, I, um, I've i always loved pro wrestling. Um I mean, I'm I'm a wrestling. I'm from a wrestling family, but uh, more of an amateur wrestler. Uh, I guess I'm the oldest of seven, and I had a bunch of younger siblings. So when I'm watching WWF growing up, I'm beating up my younger brothers and sisters at home, practicing the moves. And I mean, that was I guess that would be the the start of my wrestling fandom. You know, watching WWF and WCW as a young kid. And be able to practice cane choke slams and RVD frog splashes, <laughs> stone cold stunners on my parents' bed. So, who was your guy growing up? Like, who was your favorite guy to watch? Oh man, it's it's not it's not a lot of people's favorite, but Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. But uh, Chris Benoit was definitely someone that was just something I was attracted to the the physicality. Uh, I mean, he, he did it all. He could throw people. He could do a little bit of high flying. He had a good look. He was aggressive. So. Oh, yeah. I remember when he first popped up in WCW. And uh, the same deal. I was kind of the same way. Just He didn't seem like working his style, really. Except for maybe the Dynamite Kid. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so... We have a, a super fan with us that's probably going to have a few questions for you, if that's all right. Yeah, so, bring, bring on the bed from the super fan. I'm always ready. All right. So this how is much, how much they want to wager tonight. <laughs> as much as his dad will let him. So this is Kyler. He's uh, he's 10 years old. He's kind of our unofficial third man in the booth every now and then. And uh, for sure. So Kyler, you got anything you want to want to ask? I have one question to ask. I might have one answer for you, young sir. What's going on? Has there ever been a match and a crazy move that you have been like, hey, that's not really for me? You know, um, with, with as much work as I do for GCW, uh, at the moment, I would have to say death matches are, are not for Ninja Mac. <laughs> and I would like to say death matches are not for Ninja Mac, not not to not do them, but for the safety of the other resource. There you go. Yeah, I believe that is the right answer. Yeah, Tyler, are there yeah. any moves you won't do? Almost every single one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, just to just to give the insight. I mean, not not only the death matches, but with the light tube, I think I could bring a a whole new element to death matches. Because I don't know if you know anything about ninjas, but I I got a lot of ninja stars. I got ninja swords and a lot of ninja weapons that they don't bring to these death matches. So that that's something that would keep them safe. But uh I mean you know the, those death matches can get very scary and I just I just don't like the light tubes, the glass. You know They're very very interesting to do the glass matches. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And uh you know, we're we're huge GCW fans. My Again, my son here, super fan. We got to meet you up at uh, Hoffman, Estates. Hoffman Estates, the the show before you guys did Hammerstein. 
and uh, he got to meet you after the show, and he's been a, he's been a fan ever since. You took a couple of minutes out of your time to sit and chat with him and take a picture. So I, you know, being a dad, I want to say thanks for that. Anytime you're on TV, Kyler's like, oh, is Ninja Mac on the show tonight? So uh, we appreciate that. So, but he uh, he didn't get to see as much of you this weekend as we wanted to. Unfortunately, we weren't around. We went to see Chris Jericho this weekend. But I was just looking down your, damn, you were busy this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was. It wasn't. Um, I actually, I wouldn't say I did the most matches. Uh, Mike Speedball Bailey and I think Blake Christian, uh, those two guys hammered out some matches this weekend. Uh, those guys were great. But I, I did a good handful. I want to say I did seven this weekend. Yeah, that looks about right. GCW, you wrestled uh, AR Fox. You were in the Clusterfuck. <laughs> Yo, ya the Seven Way Scramble. Oh, what else here? I'm on. You were. The Ring of Honor for yeah. Brian Cage, same then, hour as the World on Lucha. That was that was very interesting. Oh, same hour. Oh, wow. So yeah, you're <laughs> double duty, and then you got to wrestle Nick oh, Wayne, yeah. who everybody's talking about lately. So uh, that yeah, was, it, was, it, was crazy. It, was a, it was a good weekend. And then on Sunday, Sunday night for VIP, my last match, I actually finished at midnight with Matt Cross. So it was, it was a very good week and oh, yeah. very uh, some high profile matches. A lot of a lot of good work. We got a lot of good clips in and a lot of views this weekend already. And I know um, that Bloodsport kick is is already trending. So that thing is a thing of beauty. Yeah. Hey, uh, how many views are you up to on that uh, power bomb from Gringo off the top rope that was going around the last few weeks? Uh, that that thing uh, that that eight second clip on Instagram just passed three million views. Wow! So I think uh, I mean in total we're getting close to four million on all platforms. But just that finish on the Instagram just just passed three million views today. Actually, uh, actually sent Gringo a, a clip of a picture of that three million pass, and I had to, even though he's whooping my ass in the video, <laughs> I had to tell him thank you because even though I'm getting my ass whooped, I don't think I've made that many views in a clip before. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, we got Gringo coming on here in a couple of weeks, and we're looking forward to that. But uh, oh, that'll be a lot of fun. That guy's great. Yeah, he's he's one of those. You Gringo, uh, you mentioned Mike Bailey. All you, you all you guys, GCW gets all the deathmatch talk around, but all you guys like the technicians and the strong style. That's the stuff that really drew me to it. And watching you guys just go hold for hold and strike for strike just is really cool to watch. And. uh I'm thinking back to the match you had with Bailey, and uh, you took the bump off of, I guess you call it the ceiling. I mean, it was like the ledge. And oh, the ledge in the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Yeah, I mean, uh, who who pitches that? And and why did you say yes? And I, uh, I mean, I, it's hard to say who pitches it. I really um. You know, in my head, Mike Bailey coming back after being gone, and he's such a he's such a high level competitor. And with me being a gambling ninja, I really wanted to raise the stakes. And how much how much more can you raise the stakes when you put yourself on a platform twenty feet higher than an audience? Let them pull out the cameras and um, see see you can uh, Mortal Kombat fight each other to the death. Right. So you know, uh, j- just like. Uh, just like a lot of my matches, it's kind of like you, you feel it. I feel the crowd and the energy they're giving me. I just I wanted to give it back to them. And Los Angeles has always been so good to me for GCW, and they they treat me so well there. I oh, yeah. Yeah. really just wanted to raise the stakes for them, and it only felt right to 
do a, a Mortal Kombat take and fight scene, you know, 20 feet up in the air to really capture that audience. Oh, yeah. And uh, if there's one thing you get from the audience in GCW is energy. I mean, at the few shows that we've been to up there, it's just, it's just like a nonstop just wave of energy from the crowd. They're just behind everything, and it's awesome to see. Oh, it's something magical. GCW definitely has some uh, some magic behind them with those fans. Kyle, you got any uh, other thoughts? Nope. We're gonna we're gonna open it up to the nobody uh, in the thread. They got some questions coming in too. Uh, let's see, uh, Menders, I see, asks who would be your dream match. Um, I I'd like to say Daniel Bryan. To get into, you know, um, he, he was a very big influential decision on me going to Noah just because I saw some of his matches growing up to Noah. And then, um, I mean, he's just another guy that can do it all. And with that level of competition, it just it makes me better to be able to go against someone at that level. And I'm just trying, trying to be the best I can be. So Dan O'Brien is a very good answer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a match. Uh, let's see who else we got. Dwayne wants to know: Are you a are you a martial artist, or is that just a gimmick? <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, um, so you can yell Dwayne. at Dwayne. No, it's definitely not a gimmick. I, I enjoy martial arts. I enjoy MMA. Um, I, I grew up as an amateur wrestler. I was uh, very fortunate to be able to do a lot of sports growing up. So while I was able to do a lot of sports with wrestling, I did some taekwondo, you know, football, all the sports in school. But really, uh, after after college, I really disciplined myself from, no, not after college, during college. I did one year of college. I went off to the circus, and with the circus, I was able to really focus in on some of my tricks. And when I had uh, more free time instead of school time, I really disciplined myself in some jiu-jitsu, some taekwondo, some Muay Thai. And, you know, just nothing. I, I wouldn't say I'm nothing, no world champ or special, but I got a good understanding of every martial arts that I, I factor in and what I like to use. I, even till this day, I still roll around in some jiu-jitsu. I still go to some boxing classes, you know, just to stay fresh on everything. Right on. So we had uh, Sam Stackhouse on a few weeks ago, and awesome guy, and great, uh, great interview. And that made me wonder, uh, there's a lot of people that listen to our show that aren't really familiar with local wrestling, and I know that's where you kind of got discovered by gcw so uh can you kind of get into into local like what how long you guys have been going and a little bit of history oh yeah so local wrestling is um out of houston texas i was off of wrestling i would like to say i had a kid so i was off of wrestling for about two and a half years COVID 19 kicks a couple friends of mine that in houston that i used to wrestle with and one of the promoters just wanted to get back to practice. So started going, um, with everyone out of work during COVID, we all started getting back together, going up to a wrestling school. We had the time and uh, we, we started working out with each other. And, you know, me and some of the wrestlers, what we like to do is buck up to each other to really find out how to test each other. So our workouts started becoming crazy and they eventually just kind of got started calling, hey, you guys are local. And with that, kind of got formed the local wrestling company. And um, we, we kind of just used Loco to help grow Houston wrestling. And I want to say about four months into local wrestling, I did a match with Dante Leon in January. And that was the first time 
I actually got in touch and met the Wrestling with Unicorns. And when they filmed mine and Dante's match, that video went a little viral and got clips. And, you know, that, that brotherhood and friendship started there. And two months later in March, I got the Dragon Bane match for local wrestling. And Wrestling with the Unicorns came back and took some clips, and we went a little viral there. So after going viral on a couple of clips, uh, I actually got called by AAA. I got called by Pro, Res- Pro Wrestling Noah probably about a week before I got called by GCW just from that Dragon Bane match because he's been all around the world. And uh, they actually saw the Wrestling with the Unicorn clips from Loco. So with Loco and helping me kind of come back, they were the, the start of Ninja Mac, pretty much. So thank you, local wrestling. And uh, there's so much good Houston talent coming in. Local wrestling really puts everyone on the map. They give you, uh, they're not just going to give you some random competition. I really feel like local wrestling is uh, the baby of AAA and a- ECW. If, if AAA and ECW were to have a baby, I think that's what local wrestling would be. Yeah, I was I was looking here. Um, I wasn't very familiar with wrestling with unicorns, but it sounds like I mean it's basically a social media platform or account that shares out a lot of independent professional wrestling. So it's very cool uh, that they were somebody who kind of picked up and got your stuff out there to the masses. I I had never heard of them to be totally honest with you, and I'm reading about it now, and it's sounds like a pretty cool deal right there. So we're gonna look into that some more. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, if you haven't checked them out, they're they're starting to get all over. They're they're two uh two uh, high school teachers from Chicago, two brothers. They're both pretty young, but they're both high school teachers. And those guys are, dude, they get in there, they know how to get the right angles, and they're all over every week. And they're at indie shows, just filming and loading content. So shout out to Wrestling with Unicorns. If you don't know them, go like, subscribe, and comment to their stuff. These guys are phenomenal and keeping wrestling alive. Absolutely. We'll get that shared out on our page as well so they can check it out. I just sent the article to everybody here in the room. Um, I'm on cagematch.net checking out all your matches. And like you said, yeah, I was going to ask you about the little break you took there. So you were lucky enough and had a little one, and now you're back. Last year, it looks like you had 46 matches. This year, you're already at 30 for the year. So obviously, (laughs) this will be the busiest year you've ever had inside the ring. Uh, what are you hoping to do for the rest of the year? Do you have any ambitions, anything that like a bucket list that you want to check off before 2023 gets here? You know, I, uh, for 2021, um, I'm a, I'm a gambling ninja. So I took that number 21 with, with blackjack and uh, turned it into, uh, turned it into the year of the ninja. So I wrote down three goals for 2021, my three goals for 2022. Uh, there, I was striving a little bigger. Obviously I wanted to, check off Japan since it got pushed off last year quite a while. So we'll actually be checking off Japan for Pro Wrestling Noah on April 20th when I fly out. I also would have, uh, my second goal this year, would I'd like to do about six digits in merchandise sales. I was really striving to push, um, push some merchandise sales just to show that you can make a living on indie wrestling. If you do it right, you market yourself right and you do your business right. And then now that I have actually went over to Germany and wrestled for WXW, um, I kind of I kind of altered my my third goal was to really go back to Japan a second time this year. But the way it's looked, I would I think I would really like to get over to Europe also. Just the way uh, after Germany, UK, Ireland, Turkey, all those countries are popping with wrestling. 
And that's something I'd really like to visit and get over there too. So I think uh, just trying to travel internationally more would be a big third goal this year. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of wrestlers that do that, they come back with just this wealth of knowledge and experience, and it just makes you stronger in the long run. You, we, you know, we touched on it briefly. You were at Ring of Honor this weekend with Brian Cage. Any chance we see you back in Ring of Honor? It, it sounds like they're going to be another brand. I mean, Tony's going to keep them going. Any chance we get to see you there again? You know, uh, I'd like to give you all more info on that, but <laughs> the way uh, the way Ring of Honor worked out for me, I was I had to be one of the first two matches. Um, that was just part of my previous agreement, so I can get to the world on Lucha with GCW. I really had like an hour time frame. So beforehand, I mean, I met everyone in the locker room. I met a uh, met everyone I needed to. I actually got to meet Tony after my match. Shook his hand. Uh, I gave him the time he liked, and then. As soon as Tony and me were done talking, I had to actually jet and bolt and get over to that world on Lucha. So I didn't get to stay and chatter too much. Um, I, I'd, I'd hope there'd be a future in Ring of Honor. Uh, I'd hope to go back. And I mean, I've always been a fan of Ring of Honor, so it's nothing, nothing I would say no to. But also in the in the end game, I mean, we, we got to see what the future holds. I'm still waiting for an email, but my uh, my priorities and my focus right now are on pro wrestling Noah. Since I'm done with the collective uh, that weekend, I I didn't book anything else until Noah. I wanted to take the next two weekends off to really get ready for Japan. Awesome. No, and I don't blame you. After this past weekend, you wrestled enough to you know to earn that break so w- once you get to japan do you ha- who do you have lined up over there do, do you know who you're facing already or is that figure so that April out as you 29, get there? The only uh, the only confirmed match i know is me dragon bane and alpha lupe de capri his brother alpha wolf uh we will be doing a three-way dance which noah doesn't do very often which will be very cool i think um one of our first matches is one of those uh, international foreigner matches so we'll get to be, be able to wrestle each other and show the world some uh, some crazy lucha and some crazy uh, high-flying wrestling. But I think um, I did make a pitch. I do uh, May 4th, I made a pitch for some really big names. You know, my, my time in Noah will be very short since it'll only be about two and a half weeks. And I made a very big pitch for Marifuji. I don't know if it's a... Uh, if it'll be done or if they'll allow it, but I did make a very big pitch to be able to take on Marifuji. So that's my hope for Noah. And we will, we will see how that happens. Man, I'm all in for you and Marifuji at the, that'd be awesome. That's a good yeah, thing. If they, if, they, if they allowed me even to be in the ring with Marifuji, that would, that would just be uh, something else. Yeah, I like that you're going to Noah. They don't, get a whole lot of love and like in in the country right now i mean everybody's talking new japan they're talking uh you know all japan but no, like noah in the last few years it's kind of getting a resurgence because i mean they yeah, had... so i know from what i've kept up with um i know it, it was down a little but it's it's on the uptrend and then um just just knowing the knowing some uh, new japan wrestlers I really, I really felt like with as many people that go between New Japan and um, the other companies that called, I, I felt like Noah I had a little more of a personal attachment because I watched growing up, just a little bit of Noah growing up, and you know some of the, my favorite wrestlers have gone through Noah, so it only made sense to really 
enrich myself in their history and really uh, take on that Noah name and hopefully become Noah Ninja from now on. Nice. Yeah, I'm with you because Noah was the first Japanese company I really paid attention to back around 05, 06 when they were doing the stuff with the Ring of Honor. And uh, mm-hmm. and like my uh, my favorite Japanese wrestler ever is uh, Kabashi, so I got a real soft spot for Noah. So, and like I said, you know, there's I've never seen anything bad out of them, and I think you'll do fantastic. Now you mentioned I, I, I hope to give them a little shock of a high falling indie GCW talent, shock a little bit of Japan when I get over there. Oh yeah, but um, I'm definitely I'm sure I'm gonna get shocked myself in a couple couple hard hitting moves so. yeah so you mentioned going to wxw over in germany and if i remember right you won some gold over there on the uh on your tour Did. i got to luckily i got a win on ace romero uh guy's phenomenal he's guys very hard to beat and i was very fortunate to get a win over him to become become one of their belt holders i did get a defense in there and Unfortunately, I, I couldn't take it home in the four-way, but I was able to go out there, win it, defend it, and um, I really pushed to come back to America with it, but I just I wasn't able to get that win on the last one. And to my knowledge, I would have been the second American to bring it back, and I would have defended it all over here. So maybe that's something I can aim for in the future. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, those guys at WXW, they're 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 on a whole nother level. Also, all of those guys are great. Yeah. Were you over there for the 16 karat gold tournament, or uh, was that for a different uh, event? So I was I was there um, not specifically for the 16 karat tournament, but the 16 karat tournament was going on right. at the time I was there. So I was I was involved around it. Maybe um, maybe that's something I can pitch towards them going forwards that I could maybe enter. But I was not part of that tournament this time. Right. And then uh, Jonathan Gresham actually ended up taking and winning that tournament. And uh, going over there and been able to spend a spend a little more time with him it was very nice to be able to sit down and actually talk with him. Yeah, he's definitely a guy we'd like to have on here sometime to to chat with. Uh, I know he's got some uh, connections in Central Illinois where we're out of, but uh, that's a match I'd like to see you and uh, Gresham, whether it's in GCW or maybe in Ring of Honor. I think you guys would have a hell of a match. Oh yeah, that that guy that guy pinpoint every every movement every to every angle will be able to work anything possible. So that that's a good match. I, I'd like to have one day also. All right. So our uh, our favorite uh, fan Dwayne uh, has another question for you. He asks, "Do you have any aspirations on going WWE or any other national promotion?" It seems kind of like a no brainer <laughs> to me. But you know, um, if 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 they were to call, I would really consider what was being offered. I don't know. I don't know at what I would like to do just because I'm very, uh, very specific in what I'm doing right now with the ninja stuff. And to my knowledge, if you go to a bigger televised company, sometimes they like to change you. Um, I, I'm not against changing, but also I think with the momentum and the role I have now, uh, I'm not against either also becoming my own self business, my own LLC and trying to trying to grow myself into my own entity either. So, you know, I'm I'm always open for ears. I'm always open for business and always open to talk, but I'm not going to sit and wait for people to just hand me out stuff. I need to make stuff happen until I get enough attention for them. 
Yeah, and I think and, you know, and to be honest, the with everything that's going on in independent wrestling, that that's a very smart idea. I mean, look at somebody like Danhausen, for instance, who for the last couple of years has been on the indies doing his own thing, making money, etc. I mean, it wasn't until recently he went to AEW, and I mean, he really didn't have to. He probably could have continued on the indie side of things and made just as much money on merch and everything else that he's doing. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, Matt Cardona, I mean, he's he's got WWE money, but he doesn't, you know, everything he's doing on the indies right now is keeping him so talked about and popular. I mean, I don't think he's ever been more popular. So I, I think it's very cool. You're building a brand and, you know, you're stuck. You're, you're sticking to your guns and I think that's admirable and I think it's very cool and I think it pays off in the long run. I agree. I, I got a, I think um, the way the internet is and the way everything happens post COVID, I think it's very, uh, very possible to then make a living on the Indies, which um, I, I do got a very good friend in Effie and with uh, him on my side and be able to speak to him, that man, that man has no problem turning down contracts from big companies for how much he's pulling in on the Indies. So uh, just seeing his route and having his guidance, you know, if, if the money's right and the business is fair and they, they want to work with you, I mean, I feel like it's something we both benefit great. But if not, I have all intentions and I have the business mind to be able to push this myself and get where I need to be by, on my own. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to either grow myself in my own entity or if someone wants to take a chance on me. Uh, like I said, I'm always open for business. But until then, you know, you just gamble on yourself and you make it happen. Yeah, and it seems like GCW's the perfect platform for you. You can build, keep building your brand up and get your name out there without having to worry about making any wholesale changes or anything like that. And uh, you mentioned Effie, and uh, Effie has fans in in this studio. We're all we're all big oh, Effie yeah. fans. Love some Effie. Uh, our producer Marco knows Effie nothing about pro awesome. wrestling, but Effie is his favorite wrestler ever. I think now. <laughs> no, no, just so yeah, Effie, Effie is Effie is something else. The, the man is a genius. No, oh, yeah, and I, I, he's he's got. I mean, it's just GCW has really taken off. You know, we we say you, you, you're a GCW guy, but I think I mean. Your professional wrestling guy. GCW just happens to be a platform that allows you um, to put forth what you, what you want to do. And, I mean, they, they've made so many stars this last year of guys that a lot of folks hadn't known before. And that's what we're trying to push out on this podcast is names. Guys like yourself, Stam, Sam Stackhouse, Alex Cologne, Effie, anybody we can talk about that somebody hasn't watched or given time to, we want to make sure they are – getting their due respect and new viewers, new fans, whatever we can do. So um, we absolutely love having you on tonight. We really appreciate the time. You said you've got pro wrestling Noah coming up next. Anything else for sure planned after that that you want to share with us? Any social media? You got a pro wrestling tease page. Feel free to pitch that out and we'll make sure that uh, yeah, let's help you get here. to that six-digit merch sales. Yeah, right. Hey, well, you can. Uh, I got a little QR code I post. Um, I'm not with Pro Wrestling Tees. Like I said, I've, I've really tried to make myself my own self-business. So you can uh, scan my QR code that's on all my pages. And uh, any platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, I, I believe my Twitch is getting up to date. So my Twitch is on par. Uh, YouTube, but you can go follow me at Ninja Mac. Everything's pretty easy. Um, and then shout out to Game Changer Wrestling, you know, always giving 
giving us wrestlers the platform and giving us the freedom to express ourselves the way we want. And I really think um, the way GCW is right now, the way the locker room has come together this last year, you know, sometimes for, sometimes when you get in a locker room and people are just there to wrestle, um, it's cool. But I really feel like this locker room is bonding. We're, we're growing together. We're selling out major shows every week. And when you got a locker room that really grows together, uh, I really think anything is possible. So, you know, if these bigger companies don't reach out to any of these rising star names, I really think GCW is right there to someone. If one TV company is willing to take the chance, GCW is not far away from taking some chances and trying to get on the national TV. So we're going to keep making GCW one of the biggest shows in the world. And uh, if y'all haven't, please go subscribe to this podcast, like, comment. That's how we all make a living. So we appreciate all of you coming and listening. Y'all have a wonderful day. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us, man. And uh, hopefully GCW's back in Chicago sometime soon. We can come back up and uh, and hang out and uh, check things out. Oh, again. GCW's definitely coming back to Chicago. GCW loves them. It's in Chicago over there. <laughs> all right. Well, Ninja Mac, thank you again for all your time. We're gonna we're not gonna keep you. We'll let you get back to handling whatever it is you got to handle. But uh, yeah, you gotta go do some ninja sword stuff outside. Some ninja stuff. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. I appreciate you. Y'all have a good day and big bets to the fans out there. Bye. Man, cool guy, huh? Yeah, I like that. His his confidence and his his own ability is awesome. You know, I was just I actually pulled an article up here where he'd answered a similar question for someone else last year about late summer that he was offered three different contracts with major companies and turned them all down. Oh, wow. Um, cause he's betting on his own brand. And I think that's awesome. And I agree with him. A lot of places want to change you and yeah. what, you know, and sometimes it works and sometimes it yeah. doesn't, but even, how- even a small change can just make a huge difference for either for, for the better or for the worse. Oh yeah. yeah. We've, I mean, not only him, he, he mentioned Effie, right? Think about any of the major three. If you, if ring of honors four impact impact would probably do the most with Effie. And that's what I, who would do the most. But would they change? I think there's parts of his character where they'd be like, you can't, you can't yeah. do that here. I think WWE would be afraid of Effie. Number one, they're a publicly traded company, so they got the board of old men, yeah, <laughs> you know, board of directors, and I think they would try too hard to to change him and, and take away that essence that made people really fall in love with Effie. I think AEW would maybe maybe do a one off, kind of like Nick Gage, but right. I'm not sure if it'd be a long term. It really depends. I mean, they got two guys running around. They're calling the ass boys. So, I mean, you know, I just, but I love that Ninja Mac is, again, betting on himself. He believes in himself. Like he said, he has the business acumen to make it yeah. happen. Um, the, the guy he, wrestled he did seven matches this weekend. He did his homework and his <laughs> study guides, Kyler, and that's why he, he is one successful. Year of, he did his one year of college. It's about one more than I did. What do we uh, got there? I think this actually coming out of this interview is a good time to take a, a short break, you know, about four or five minutes and uh, go hit the bathroom, refresh our beverage, and then we'll come back and talk more about WrestleMania. And, NXT. Uh, NXT and our Top 10 Tuesday. Top so, 10 Tuesday. Uh, so All we'll right. be back in a bit. Very nice.
All right, we are back. <laughs> the kid missed his cue. He's, yeah, he's... I, I, I literally told, uh, no, no, we're going to embarrass him. I literally told <laughs> Kyler about two seconds before we went on, I said, tell everybody, welcome back. And then I stared at him during that awkward silence. Here and you he go. Went, hang on, hang on. I'll do it for him. You ready? Yeah. Hey, welcome back. Certainly glad you could join us. <laughs> you want to try it again here, Kyler? Hello, Three. and welcome back to Jumping the Rail Podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. That's true. Hey, from, don't you don't you host some stum, something somewhere? Yeah, what do you host? Let's talk about that Rinky Nake YouTube channel. What's your you thing got? you got? Nerd South Boys. How many how many subscribers you got now? Three hundred something. Oh, Three hundred and six. Wow. So we are you, firing Mark Rebman. Kyler is now in charge of this. <laughs> so do you feel the pressure breathing down your neck, knowing that there's another handsome devil unboxing videos on uh, YouTube now? Not exactly. <laughs> Who would that be? Uh, this guy right here. Oh, yeah, we, we it's have, on. Uh, I do. Uh, I do it on the Jumping the Real YouTube channel. So the Narchtastic Boys and Jonathan Mayer got some competition. So right. that's not. I'm not calling mine the Marktastic Voyage or anything. <laughs> I haven't thought of a, a catchy name yet, but uh, we'll get there. But you're just doing wrestling things, pure, right? Pretty much. Yeah, actually, he's doing Narchtastic, which means they, they get a movie they box do or food sampling. All that. I stuff. mean, they'll dancing. They'll, they buy a DVD and they're like, yeah. "Oh, look at the liner notes." I'm, I've, I'm toying with another thing to do for the YouTube channel. I'm working out the logistics on my end. To I want to cat, cat dancing videos no, with no. the noodles and I'll, no, that's on that's on my wife's YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. uh, I want to bring back the Nitro Party, Narge. The Nitro Party. Just can every, we get Ricky Rackman? Every, I hope not. <laughs> I can but, I can get Ricky Rackman. Every, I'm friends every, with him on Facebook. Every Monday. He's also huge into wrestling. Yeah, like, we know. That's, huge. That's why we, that's why we brought it up. He oh, he, he got, literally hosted. But can we afford him? Yeah, I can send him a message. <laughs> so he worked with WCW and right. a cup of late, coffee late nineties, yeah. right? Yeah, the Nitro parties and yeah. some other stuff. So he is, yeah, he was a WCW guy for a minute. Headbangers yeah. ball but, for some of us that aren't into wrestling, right? Yep. But one th I'm thinking about doing something every Monday where I just do a watch along of an episode of Nitro every week. But uh, I got to figure out how to do that at home because I don't have all the fancy technology that we have in in the studio. But uh, so keep your ears open for that, and I'll try to get that rolling soon. It might have to be where just we go on the honor system, and you just put it on on your TV. I'll put it on on mine, and I'll just talk on a video. I'll help you figure it out. Appreciate it. I had a Mac Mini, so I can probably put the good stuff easily on do it easily. Right. So let's move on a little bit. Get it past our shameless plugs and everything. Uh, Let's talk about NXT, Narge. Uh, Stand and Deliver was on Saturday. They did it during the day, which is a little weird, but considering they had WrestleMania Saturday night, then it made sense. So I guess the big uh, the big match, obviously uh, Dolph retained over Braun and stayed his title reign for another two days. Which made no sense, but... Uh... I'm sure they have a plan. I don't know if it's a good plan, but... Yeah. I mean, Braun w with the belt is A-OK -okay with me. I'm okay with it. I was under the impression that he was going to the main roster. That was yeah. the rumor that he'd been working some right. of the dark shows, losing the belt. I thought, you know, yeah. I half expected the Steiner brothers to come out last night. I so thought that I. would have been a pop, you know, to maybe uh, offset Rude. I think Rude would have taken a bump for uh, Scotty and Rick. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, Rude loves Scotty. They're TNA guys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch NXT. I heard it was great. Mindy was on here earlier, said she loved it. 
Yeah, I've seen like the the highlights. I saw uh, they put Man- uh, Mandy, uh, Raquel, and Dakota back together as a tag team. They won the tag titles yeah. on Saturday, which uh, I don't know. It seemed kind of thrown together to me to put them like they've been in a blood feud for the last several months. All right, that's why. Th- See, I don't follow women's NXT a whole lot. I watch. I like the Toxic Attraction ladies, and I like Cora so Jade. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Mandy retained, if I remember here and right. Yeah, which the, surprises me. I thought maybe this was the where Cora Jade would kind of get her mm-hmm. her rub a little bit. Yeah. So I do like they uh, updated the women's title. They made it a white strap instead of the black one, so it differentiates it from the men's oh, title. Yeah. No, nope. I like that. I saw Cameron Grimes got the uh, North American title. Yeah, yeah. So and I like him. He's good. He's uh, oh, I'm a big fan. He's hilarious. So <laughs> he's great. I I liked him in TNA when he was just the technical savage. I remember that. But yeah. they've really. Gave him a form to come out of his shell in NXT. I mean, he took it to the moon, baby. I, I didn't know he had it in him <laughs> when he came here. He just showed up with the top hat and was running through people, and I thought he was great. And then he starts doing this uh, millionaire gimmick. And New age millionaire man, going, dollar man, yeah. Going to the moon and just over-exaggerating everything. I think the thing that did it for me was his feud with Loomis. Yeah. When they had the match with the haunted house. and Just <laughs> his overacting is really what sealed it for me. I was like, he's going to be fine. Man, I call him like the Bitcoin billionaire or something, you know, the Bitcoin yeah, billionaire he, man. I think if I remember the story right, he got rich off of GameStop uh, I, stock. I, I couldn't remember his GameStop or the Doji or Doggy coin. No, I think, or whatever, I think it was GameStop. Do- oh, 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 wait, who is that? <laughs> you looked up from your cell phone long enough to answer. You said, what? what, what is it? Dogecoin. Dogecoin for everybody out there. Yeah. The Doge. I don't do that goofy <laughs> cryptocurrency. The, the I can't nearly understand dead it. Fake, Doge. Fake money. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of. <laughs> so, all right. So, I'm trying to think if there's anything else really noteworthy on the Stand and Deliver show. Uh, again, I've got to watch yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, there's one. Uh, it was uh, Tommaso Ciampa's final stand. That's right. Ciampa and Tony D. Yeah, Tony D put him out. Triple H hugged him on the way out. and Yeah. Uh, Champa doing business the right way, putting the young guys over on his way out the door. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. TBD on where Champa goes next. Like I said, maybe maybe this House of Black 2.0 on yeah. WWE. But it may, the Mason, I think, like we said, they're hurting for baby faces on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know how good his a match with, with him and Roman would be, but he could have a hell of a match with Ricochet. Yeah, that's the only downside for Champa. I think in the long run is going to be his size. He's definitely a smaller built guy. Right. So he's got the charisma, though. He's got the charisma. He's got the look. All of that. He uh, could manage know, Keith like Lee him. somewhere. <laughs> Lord, I'm, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. Come but uh, also, I, but we haven't mentioned yet. Speedy recovery to Rick Boogs uh, after night one. First match of the night. Uh, torn patella quad. I think. I think was yeah. it both of them or is it? Or... It was just the one. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, torn patella. It said quad patella. I don't know if that means it's. The patella and the quad, or if there's something called a quad patella. Any doctors out there, if you can chime in, I'd appreciate it. Dr. Dwayne, where are you at? We have a lot of doctors listening tonight. I'll just see if I can get one of them online. Please do. Um, but I watched it earlier. Yeah, you know, he, w- he was looking good in there. He did the uh, the vertical suplex, got down to one knee, picked yeah. him back up. I don't know if that eventually, har- you know, Uso jumping on. I think it was awkward. He leaned down uh-huh. to kind of help him up. I think Boogs was planning to lift him. Yeah. And then Uso jumped on him. And I think it was just a combination of bad timing, really. Yeah. Nobody's you, fault or anything, just, you know, bad luck. I, mean, I think the Usos would have retained regardless, right? Like, you don't think I there's don't, any change? I, I heard that they had 
I read somewhere that they changed the finish after the injury. I don't know if that means that Boogs was supposed to take the pin. Right. Or if they were supposed to win the belts. Yeah. I don't know. With Roman winning at the end, that's my only thought is to make keep mm-hmm. those guys with all the belts. Yeah, I can so. smell what you're cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are they going to bring up the other brother? they got to bring old Solo, Silo, uh, whatever his name is. Solo uh, Sokoa. Uh, hell of a talent. He could take the I belt seen. off old boy that's not doing anything with it. Uh, that could be either one of them. Yeah. Balor, Ricochet. <laughs> be Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, he's the SmackDown guy. Yeah, I think, I honestly think he's, it'll be soon, but I think he could use a little more seasoning in NXT. Yeah. He just had a cool little short run with Walter. He, uh, Walter won. I'm sorry. Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. He won uh, Saturday, too. Uh, who, I forget. Who did he wrestle? Don't remember. Uh, Benders, who did Walter yeah, wrestle? Who did Walter? Gunther. Why can't we remember that? Uh, he wrestled the WWE naming department. Now I gotta look it up. See, yeah. this is what happens when you drink all weekend and hang out with Fozzie. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, Nars- L.A. Knight. The Knight. other guy who has no business being... He could he, go to SmackDown. He could have just skipped NXT altogether. Yeah. I've been saying it since he showed up. So, Nards, I we like to talk about pleasant things and good good topics and everything should we mention all the rumblings going on lately about nash carter with msk i mean we could touch on it briefly i think it's it's to be determined so it's a lot of he said she said going on right now so nash carter is is married currently to kimberly Kimberly, who's on Impact. impact yeah she insinuates or is accusing him of being for Verbally and mentally. And physically, I believe. Did I say ver- Yeah, ver- yeah. that's all three of them. Right. All three of the bad things to her. That's the uh, official charge. All three of the bad things. But <laughs> So a lot of verbal verbal violence, physical violence, all of that to her. She posted some a couple of pictures over the weekend to prove it. I'm not sure it proved a whole lot. A lot of folks th- thought she looked tired more than yeah. anything. Were, were those supposed to be pictures from last year? Or no, this was like recent. Recent? Okay. Because, but then another person who I think maybe that's Wesley's wife, I believe. Wesley's wife, his tag team partner from MSK. No. Oh. Yeah, Wesley's. His oh, so Wesley partner. and Kimberly are not married. No, it's the other guy, Nash Carter. Nash Carter. I thought. Okay. No, Wesley is uh, Desmond Xavier. From oh, okay. All right. See, I don't want. I, I know them as the Rascals, and then they showed up and they hung out with right. Matt Riddle, right. and nobody knew what MSK stood for, and that's about the extent of my. Still don't know. I think it's marijuana smoking kids, but. Makes sense. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I heard. Uh, well, I guess she posted that he's been living with them, trying to stay away from her being verbally and mentally abusive. So now it's a he said, she said sort of deal. And right, right. I'm sure WWE's got their people looking into things. And I mean, MSK's got the belts right now, right? Uh, yeah, they won. Did they win? They did win. Yeah, so they beat the, the little... Imperium. Blue, yeah, Imperium and the chubby blue guys. from Oh, the Creed Brothers. Sure. Let's yeah. not call them the chubby blue guys. Scott, a, Scott yeah. Stapp and uh, Mark Tremonti, the Creed brothers. <laughs> Managed by Apollo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With, well, no, it's Malcolm Bivens, but... With consequences. Uh, right. He's out on the show. No, he's on the big show. Uh, I don't know. I Sorry, folks. I sound like an idiot talking about NXT. I really don't watch NXT because I'm here every Tuesday doing this show. So that's the one that right. kind of has to fall by the wayside. It's not like days. you can watch it on Hulu or something the next day. Now I got to prepare for the, the ultimate uh, elite company mm. in professional wrestling. Tony Khan's Traveling Circus. Yes. 
Tony Khan's traveling nitro circus. That's what it is. It's awesome. I can't wait for tomorrow night. Who knew that Ninja Mac was in the circus? No, that was cool, right? <laughs> yeah. I wonder what he did. I'm guessing acrobat. <laughs> Maybe. Who be. knows? Huh? Who knows? Who knows? He's not the best teller man in the business for nothing, folks. <laughs> Kyler, you, yeah. sorry, so I, wanna, I had to I had to do a Bob Euchre. Kyler, so I want to let you know here you have, you haven't been on us live in a while, but I I voted you as pod pod. Oh, I can't podcast talk. guest of the year. It's because I'm not drinking. That's true. It's tequila Narge is going on a hiatus. Yeah. Tripping over dry mouth. That is pod. You were the so, oh my gosh, I have voted <laughs> you guest host of the year. Yes, but Mark's brother, delusional brother. That's what I call him. <laughs> the guy that doesn't understand Juan. how great Hulk Hogan really is. Jo- Johnny Savage or whatever. Johnny well, Seasons I think or we whatever you're calling Johnny him. Johnny B. Adequate. Johnny B. Adequate. Or Johnny B. Acceptable. The B something. stands for barely? Has voted <laughs> Dwayne. Uh, Carter. Dwayne Carter. The Dwayne. Dwayne the, the Speed Bump Carter. Carter. So as the, yeah, as I don't the know. best guest we've had. I don't know if we mentioned this to Dwayne on Sunday that my brother said we he did. could listen to Dwayne talk all day. Yep. We did. I think some of you guys are still drunk. <laughs> or as we call him, Mr. I, obvious. I couldn't hear you. Whether no, Captain Obvious is taken. That's why he is speed bump. speed bump. There was so much background noise going on in the house that day, I couldn't hear everything. There was like five <laughs> different conversations well, there was like going at once. 20 people in a room made for five. Yeah. You should have been here during that jackass match. Good luck getting a word in oh, between my wife was Mark's last. wife, my, my wife worker. Was, <laughs> my wife was cackling like a banshee during that match. She was loving it. That I, match was a blast, and Wee Man was awesome. I was waiting for Stacy to fall down the steps. She was laughing oh, so hard behind I was, us. I was expecting, a, I was expecting a, a faint, you know. But yeah, so my brother votes for Dwayne. He votes for you. You're high on my list. You're you missed your cue coming back from the break. This is the part where the bit. bribes come in, kid. But, uh, the part where the bribes come in. Bring an extra Pepsi next time. We haven't even decided what the prize is for whoever wins guest host of the year. You get you get to do it again. Get a host again. What the? <laughs> that's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. That's, that's right. A it's part-time unpaid partial internship. Yeah, he's our intern. Yes. <laughs> and he is also gets the Jelly of the Month Club. Intern Kyler. That is a good ring intern to it. Kyler, yeah. Yeah. How You're, was Fozzie Saturday, Kyler? Oh, you didn't get a uh, go. That's oh, right. <laughs> you probably saw some on the live streams your dad or I put up if you were watching anything. Or his mom went live. Hey, she mom, never she goes did that live. Too, yeah. So, yeah. He's like, hell no, I was doing <laughs> nah, my own thing. He was asleep. He had a baseball game to get his butt whooped at on Sunday right. morning. So We've all nah, been there. He did pretty good. Kid got out there, struck two, two batters out. Uh, got a walk and then he got ate hit. a baseball. And he got hit in the butt by a baseball. Yeah, okay. yeah. he didn't. Hey, eat that's it, the best place to get hit by a pitch is t- on the butt. Took a heater to the meat. I don't know. Oh, I don't wait, know. That's the wrong when you show. get <laughs> when you get Easy. when you get older, when you get hit in the ass with a baseball, the next thing that happens, you charge them out with a bat in your hand because oh, the ball's my. behind you. Ask, yeah, ask Mark about Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura. Yeah, see how that worked <laughs> out for him. The only guy to get six hits in one pitch. That's right. Only got to get six hits off of Nolan Ryan in a single inning. Robin forgot where he was at for the rest of the and game. I, lo- I, the watched year. That, I watched that game a lot. My brother and my dad are both White Sox fans, so I remember watching that game. Robin got about three steps to the mound, and you could see you the see regret on his face. On like, his oh, face. shit, this is the wrong <laughs> yeah, move. Nolan was already ready. <laughs> no, Nolan is a true big-ass Texan boy, mm-hmm. and he just put the hurt on him. And he whipped on a kid named Robin. <laughs> yes, he did. He didn't bring Batman with him. <laughs> you know, he brought a bat with him. So, all right. So let's uh, get back to the wrestling. We're kind of what a surprise. We've 
jump the rail again. Tangents. We get a lot of tangents, but we got a lot of time, though. We, we we're do. running very well ahead of schedule. But uh, let's get back into WrestleMania a little bit, Narge, if, if you'd like. And uh, I think we need to talk about Logan Paul. Yeah. How did you grade Logan Paul's performance during his match? Better than expected. Agreed. I agree. He, I think he's a jerk. He is a jerk. He is. But, and I don't mean his heel or no heel. I mean he. No, he's a dick and a half. But yeah. he did a hell of a job in the ring, though. Yeah, I was impressed. Him and his brother uh, are both huge jerks. They're very intelligent people that have obviously done well for themselves. They've capitalized on their jerkdom. Yes. Can we have them have a fight to the death with the Diaz brothers? And just uh, have no, them no, no, no. each other out? No, just with each other. We're it, guaranteed one of them's gone. It could happen. So, obviously, if you didn't see the match, you know, Miz and uh, Logan won. And then Miz did his thing and dropped him with the skull-crushing foot. But Miz got a pop. And from what I understand, I read an article earlier today that when Logan signed his contract with WWE, he put in there a babyface clause that at one point he would be allowed to jump over and play a babyface role. That's never going to happen. Nobody is going to cheer for him. (laughs) I see Dwayne. He says he was okay, but not better than Bad Bunny. That I agree with. No, Johnny Knoxville is, is way Logan. better than Bad Is he Bunny? talking about Logan Paul? Is he talking about Johnny Knoxville? Yeah. We haven't even talked about Johnny Dwayne, Knoxville. Dwayne, we have to uh, you have to be more clear. Who uh, was jo- he I still in say your statement, sir? Bad Bunny's the measuring stick for celebrity. No, Bad Ray. Bunny was awesome last year at WrestleMania. He was kind of a high point. Logan Logan did not embarrass himself by any means. Nice power no, slam. No, no, no. He honestly looked the part. Nice oh, power yeah. slam. Nice frog splash. Did the three amigos flawlessly. Yes. Is that where they put their hands on their hips and go, hut, hut, hut? Oh, it's not that one. <laughs> wrong, wrong 3D. Uh, we'll see him again. Oh, I do love that movie, though. Mm-hmm. We'll see him again. It wouldn't surprise me if we see him team with his brother against Miz and somebody else. You know, I don't know. Would they bring John Morrison back for a minute just to do something? Uh, Miz doesn't have any partners. Miz Nobody has likes no him. Friends. Yeah. Yes, Miz I, has no friends. I think it's got to be a one-on-one, Logan and the Miz. I'm that okay sounds like a that. TV show, Logan and the Miz. I just, you know, they've talked about Jake wants to come and do something, too, now. Of course he does. So. You know, everybody want to capitalize. But, I mean, some of the, it's it's just, I thought he did good. I thought Johnny Knoxville did yeah. good. You know who did great? Pat McAfee. The celebrities really stepped up this yeah. weekend. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, we weren't expecting a technical masterpiece, but, man, was that a fun match. It was exciting. It was Johnny hilarious. Knoxville was way better than Logan Paul. I could just say that. Yes. It was I great. It's for yeah, fun. The, the jackass crew was better than Logan Paul. Johnny yeah. himself, not so much. <laughs> It was great till the end when the, when the mouse trap kind oh, of backfired on him. He pulled, yeah. Hey, they made it work. They made it work. But who didn't? Did somebody not test that thing beforehand? Like he about knocked himself out. With right. It, right. So. Well, but but I thought I thought Johnny added a, a, whole, a lot of energy that was just like rambunctious. Like I think that was his his whole appeal. But he was grinning like a fool. He gave up the time. He was having the time of his life oh, doing yeah. this. I mean, when he marched out to the ring, he gave up the look like he was in a movie about pro wrestling. He marched down there with uh-huh. his look like I'm gonna uh-huh. kick his ass. <laughs> Skinny uh, little some bitch too. I, I got a kick out of when Party Boy showed up, you know, <laughs> doing his thing. Then Wee Man came out from under uh-huh. the ring, Hornswoggle style. That was awesome. <laughs> I was surprised Pat, by Pat the McAfee body. Slam. Did good too, Dwayne. Yes. Pat McAfee. Pat oh. McAfee. Yeah, we haven't got there yet. We'll get. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't uh, don't get yourself over, Dwayne. But uh, but no, the Wee Man I think might have been the MVP of that match with Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Well, I said it here, and then somebody said on, but it, it was like Hogan slamming Andre when he got him up there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. I got a buddy who does not watch wrestling. That I sent the uh, 
a daily motion clip of that specific match to him because he's a jackass fan. And, yeah, he thought it was fantastic. I mean, he, they hit all the high notes, man. Had the big hand. Oh, the big hand is my favorite gag from jackass, so... I'm glad that that got brought out. The uh, the foot was a new new thing, right? The foot, yeah, the the, the foot on the stand, the kick that, to the junk. Yeah. yeah, that was new. I haven't seen that. They brought out the Al Snow bowling ball spot in the corner. Kyler didn't care for that one. He thought that looked pretty painful. It I'm probably sure. was, but it was my favorite though. More than the hand, I like yeah. the I like oh. the hand. It was that was May Young and Mark Henry's hand. That's right. His WrestleMania Mark Henry debut. said he <laughs> produces generational talent. <laughs> no, and, that uh, was fun. The table with the mouse traps was a fun spot you know yeah i'm surprised that'll come to gcw soon yeah i'm surprised i haven't seen that i thought both both nights were paced well they were separate you know the one match we're not we're not talking about a whole lot was two of them it's the women's title matches let's get into it i i think the uh raw women's title match outshone charlotte and ronda yeah i'll go so far to say i think that was one of the two best matches of night one oh yeah a lot of a lot of folks said match of the year candidate i mean we enjoyed a lot of other stuff. We enjoyed Cody and Seth, but they were saying that. You saw last night, Bianca's eye. I mean, she took oh, man. she took a hard one to the face. She got tuned up, man. I was uh, hoping for Bailey last night, but didn't get it. I think we get her smacked down. Ding I dong. Think, I think you're right. Who's she coming out for? It's got to be Charlotte, right? Obviously, if she comes to SmackDown, it's, it's got to be Charlotte. Charlotte. But if she comes back as a heel, is it? Is it? she's never wrestled Ronda. Does Ronda uh, come she, out? She has wrestled Ronda. Uh, on but, Raw once, I think she wrestled Ronda. Well, well, not on pay-per-view. Well, that's what I'm... A, a program. A program. Okay. But Bailey is so good as a heel. Do you bring her back? If you bring her back as a baby face, I don't know if she has what she... You know, she was really gaining some she'll steam. Get, she'll, she'll, get a, she'll get a pop when she comes back, yeah. regardless. But, uh, yeah, the question is, who do you put her with? I mean, the obvious thing for me is Bianca, because they never got to finish their feud before, but when she got hurt. Right. They should have done that last night. Yeah. But that's... I guess that's why we're not booking. Uh, we don't have to worry about Sasha for a while. She's the no. tag champ, so yeah, she's uh, she'll stay busy. She'll stay busy. I like her and Naomi as a team. They yeah. they flow well. You know, I don't think it'll be a long term pairing by any means. For me, the um, yeah, the Ronda Charlotte match. I you know I I didn't hear much about it. I know a lot of folks said it didn't flow well together. There was a shot I think I saw where Charlotte had a wardrobe malfunction at mm-hmm. one point and they little, had a three-second... Uh, uh, little nip slip there. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, uh, there was a lot of rumors that Ronda was unhappy about not being the main event. She got right. online and said that wasn't the case, that she left the Hall of Fame because she's got a kid at home, which right. I understand. Right. Yeah. You know, can't leave it to the big Travis at home to watch the baby Especially all night. Especially when Taker's going an hour. Yeah, Taker, <laughs> Taker was up there giving a motivational speech. It was Tony Robbins. Right. It was uh, great, though. We yeah. didn't talk about that. We'll, that we'll get was, to that. We're getting there? All right. Uh, I'm, let me give my take on Ronda and Charlotte. Yeah. That match, I liked the match. It, like I said, it, was, it wasn't my favorite. But what I liked about it was Ronda has a reputation for being a great grappler. You know, judo background, everything. Yep. Every time Charlotte tried to wrestle Ronda, Ronda would out, just outgrapple her. She couldn't. Like It took a while for Charlotte to get an upper hand on Ronda. She kept just showing how good she was. Which, when you watch somebody like Shayna, and she's in a striking contest with Liv Morgan, and Liv's not going down, or Liv's going strike for strike with Shayna Baszler, that makes no sense to me. No, yeah, everybody knows that Ronda's a legit, you know, right. MMA star at one yeah. point. So. Uh, although, I do say, I think Shayna's more legit than Ronda. For the striking. Oh, I believe so. We were talking over the weekend, Mark had mentioned that, you know, Ronda's next feud should be whoever the UFC women's champion is that took her spot. And funny enough... Uh, 
I said it was Juliana Pena. Mm-hmm. She cut uh, an interview this weekend and basically said that Ronda is not well liked in the UFC anymore and is, is kind you've, of a joke. You've mentioned that before. Well, yeah, she well. said this in an interview that she's kind of a joke. She was this badass, laid everybody out, got knocked out twice, and left and went to pro wrestling. And Pena said, "Oh, she went over and was doing the you know the fake stuff." Um, set, kind of setting herself up for an angle. It sounded like to me, you know. Yeah. But well, she's setting herself up to get knocked the hell out by somebody well, if she I, pops off to him. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Rousey, after she got to a certain point, and didn't she leave, then go back, and then got beat? She, she didn't go back to UFC. She. Well, she, took she, to, she took time off after time WrestleMania off. a few years ago to have the baby and I well all that. so what you mean so the first time she got knocked out she got knocked out by Holly Holm uh huh she was gone for about a year and a half right and then came back and wrestled Amanda Nunes Amanda Nunes then put her out too that was the end That's of her right. secret then she went to WWE That's what yeah. it was yeah yep worst mistake she ever made was letting her coaches tell her she could uh, stand up with people. Yeah, and I think, and that's what Pena kind of said this weekend, is that Ronda really never had that farewell, feel-good moment in the UFC. She wasn't, wasn't able to come back and get a win and go out on that. Well, she got the Hall of Fame, though. She went, she did, but like Pena said, you know, it's a, it's a fight game. You got you to win, so could set it up. You know, well, no, at one point they wanted to bring Paige Van Zandt over, and then Van Zandt, same thing. She couldn't get a win to save her life, and but I think pro wrestling's more up her... Yeah, yeah, pro wrestling and only fans. I, I is... think she'll thrive in AEW <laughs> doing the doing the thing. Oh yeah, uh, Kyler doesn't know about only fans. No, you don't need to. <laughs> All right, so we talked about the women. Uh, let's talk the uh, women's tag match since we're talking about the ladies. Uh, I thought solid. You know, it was it was what it was. Same deal. You know, didn't over deliver. Didn't under deliver. Hit hit it just right where it was at. Um, I really didn't think they'd give the belts to Sasha and Naomi. I didn't. I thought they were the biggest names in the match. So I right. thought I thought Rhea and Liv myself. That's what I thought too. They'd been building that up, but now it looks like they were building it up to tear it apart. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. I think that happens next week. I think so. I like Natty and Shayna. Oh, me too. We said that the Queen I, of Heart and the Queen of Spades. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect match. You know, the only better partner for Shayna would be Ronda. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, solid match. I. We we talked about this all the week. Zelina doesn't get nearly the due that she deserves for no. in ring talent. Hopefully, uh, she gets a little more time now that Carmella Carmella's you know she's uh, she got hitched. Congratulations to Carmella and Graves. They got married today, from what I understand. That's right? Yeah. And uh, they started the honeymoon last night on Raw with some pretty <laughs> uncomfortable PDA. It was it was a bit much. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. Even my wife was like, "What are they doing?" So so was, so was mine. <laughs> she's like. We don't do that in public. <laughs> uh, you know what I missed? So we brought up Corey Graves, and we're gonna. Uh, th- I'm gonna help us segue to the Hall of Fame. I miss Jerry the King Lawler hosting. I thought he done a way better job than Corey. And was that Kayla Braxton? I think it was. Yeah. Nah, get them out of there. Kayla, I, I don't think she can get out of her own way when she's doing like the kickoff show, doing the hosting things. That's where Renee Young was so valuable. Yeah, it's you. It was you or Mark? Somebody mentioned she looked nervous up there. Yeah, the, that was the, me. Was it you? Yeah. yeah. And she did. She where Renee She's felt stumbling over her words. Yeah. You know? Renee felt right in the in the zone with them. Yeah. But Lawler always done so good at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I love hearing I heard today Jerry's gonna be back for the next couple of Raws why uh Corey and Carmel are out doing their honeymoon, honeymoon thing. Yeah. So we're gonna get some of them old antics, the yeah. old Jerry Lawler uh can, you know. can Corey and Carmela take Saxton with them? That would be fantastic. Yes, please. I am not a fan. Just listen to Jimmy and he took Jerry. a fine he took a fine stunner on Saturday. 
Way better than Vince. Better yes. Vince, yeah. Of course, he also <laughs> kept his footing, but that's neither here nor there. Did uh, you guys see Steve Austin's brother in there at the end? That's I who did. that other gentleman was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, forget, I don't know which brother it was. I think it might have been Ken. Steve should have stunned him, too. <laughs> that would be great. I would have loved that. <laughs> should have dropped him, too. Nobody gets out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But the Hall of Fame. I watched Let's it talk about the Hall of I Fame. I watched the whole thing. Okay, I haven't seen it yet, so you... You tell me about the Hall of Fame. What what were the high points? What did I miss? So, you know, we'll we'll run over who went in, obviously. Uh, the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, Queen Charmel. Warrior Ward was Shad Gaspard. I'm saving my favorite. My favorite, the man, Vader. And then ultimately, maybe the, the greatest WWE character of all time, The Undertaker. Definitely. Um, I've never seen them give as much time. They really allowed Undertaker to tell his story it was, it was really cool it was maybe one of my favorite speeches ever was that um the warrior award speech got me somebody's cutting onions in the room man that the shad gaspard story is just so cool his son got to come out with jtg they did the little handshake shuffle yeah. thing in the beginning and that was awesome yeah the whole shad story gets you in the feels every time man oh yeah uh queen charmel did a fantastic uh speech great speech and booker let her get her shine booker was in tears up there disappointed with the steiner brothers speech braun set it up perfectly braun breakers out there he said i'm gonna do the most dangerous thing i've ever done or something along those lines he goes i'm gonna turn over a hot mic to my uncle scotty (laughs) and scotty was just rambling he told a story about macho man and him and some cows it made no sense and the whole time you can hear rick telling him he's like wrap it up wrap it up and so Rick gets on and Rick's like, well, he goes, I'll keep this short since we had five minutes and Scott took four and Scott was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, I bet you are. And then so he proceeded to talk to about with you. everything they'd done and how they appreciated their families and all the other teams. He said, I never thought we would be here. And he turned and he looked at Scott and Scott goes, what? He goes, you know what I'm talking about. And I thought that was great. We could have left the cow story out, but just uh, the, yeah. you know, the alluding to all that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to meeting those guys next next weekend or two weeks from now at the Squared Circle Expo. But uh, uh, continue. No. Yeah. I, I got to meet both of them in the past. Scott was just coming off. Kind of. He was still in the limelight when I met Scott. So he wasn't as cool. I met Rick at uh, WrestleMania 32. He was awesome. He sells houses. Anybody who lives down in the yeah. Georgia area. Is he still on the school board? I think he's still on the school board, too. He's doing both, yeah. So he's a realtor and a school board guy. And he's, you know made the most of his time after. But overall, it was an entertaining show. You know, a lot of people have bitched and complained years past that the inductees had too much time. Hey, Billy Jim. And, you know, I I never had a problem with it. I like the long, these guys have deserved, these guys have given us 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Let them get up there and tell their story. What I do think needs to happen is they should have a speech prepared beforehand and it needs to be approved mm-hmm. by WWE. Hey, this is how long it's going to be. This is how long it's going to, you know, and I would tell them, you start to differentiate from this. We're going to have off. to cut you off. We're going to figure it out. It just felt rushed. Again, the Steiners yeah. had five to ten. They all had five to ten. Taker got an hour, which he deserves. You know, you mentioned yeah. him going in by himself. I thought it was cool at the end. He talked about all his daughters, his dad, his mom, everybody. Um, was getting out of the ring, turned around, went back in, put the, the duster on, put the hat, and said, never say never. And that's the last thing he said. Uh-huh. 
whether that means we ever get him or not, it may just be him playing Maybe playing he's trolling. it. Yep, trolling, playing it up, and people are all every year going to be like, "Taker's coming back." He ain't. Oh. I don't think he is. No, nah, I think yeah. he's done. They Nothing. all come back until Dwayne, they die. Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne, he ain't refer- dead yet. Dwayne mentioned Mr. T talking about his mama. Yeah, that was a little ridiculous. Dwayne, that the, was the that cow- was like ten years ago. Dwayne, Dwayne, the cow story made no sense. It was funny, but Steiner literally gets up there. Thanks all the other teams they ever wrestled and then goes into the story about, well, you know, I came to WWE and I met Macho Man and we traveled together and one night we're in a field with cat. And I'm like, what the hell? He The segue, so? the segue into it, the, the hammer slow into it was just. <laughs> that's one of the, that's what it, <laughs> that is now in the JTR jargon. <laughs> no, uh. It, it just made no sense. Scotty looked nervous as hell. And I think it, maybe due cause, he's going in, he's being recognized. But at the same time, Scotty burned some bridges, bridges yeah. there. Um, I would love to hear some behind-the-scenes the stuff. There was a picture of him and Vince and Triple H, you know, mm-hmm. and Scotty's next to Triple H. I would like to hear, and maybe we'll get that at some point. You remember years ago when Warrior went in, and we got to see all the backstage, yeah. the 24-7, him and Hogan. And I'd like to see something like that. It'll probably be on Taker. I'll, but I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see both of them go on the Broken Skull Sessions sometime with Austin. Just sit down with them for an interview for a couple Ste- hours. Steiners or yeah, like Triple Steiners. H and Scott? Yeah, Steiners. Oh, Steiners would be great. Oh, you mentioned Triple H. We didn't mention what opened up night two of WrestleMania, which was Triple H coming out uh, to open the show. Uh mm-hmm. Did the uh, tradition left his boots in the middle of the ring? Uh, I think a lot of people really uh, got uh, hit in the feels by that one. Some, yeah. Some more onion cutting going on at WrestleMania. One well, those... they may have smelled bad. That might have been what it is. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> one of those shutting the doors on some childhood memories for a lot of us. Triple H was kind of the last of the guard, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was cool, you know, to get to see Austin and all that. With Triple H, we talked, you know, next year's Hall of Fame. It's in It's in Hollywood. There's one of two guys has to go in. I don't think it's mm-hmm. both. At some point this year, if we if we get the Rock and Roman, it's got to be the Rock. Yeah. Um, if it's not, then it has to be Triple H. Maybe they save Triple H for forty. So maybe maybe they save the Rock for forty. They save the Rock for forty. Have, have they announced where forty is going to be yet? Not yet. So be I'm wondering. No, we talked about this uh, last a couple last couple, couple episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if it's not the Garden, do they do it in Miami? That's Rock's hometown. That's where... could be. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but the, I think those are two of the bigger names that have been omitted. I think it's the two biggest names that are left. Yeah. I mean, before it, you go into like more of like deeper into the legend pool, you the know, the Bundys and the Bigelows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Undertaker had actually mentioned the Bone Skull crew and there's a couple guys in there that could be in that haven't, uh, Crush, the, the Godwins, Savio Vega. Ah, no, <laughs> he did not mention Savio. I, li- I like Savio, he but I don't know him. if he's a hall of famer. He's a Hall of Famer in Puerto Rico. Crush, Crush had a lot of great gimmicks over the years. I mean, if you're going to put Coco, he in, had a lot Cru- of gimmicks. Crushes, Crushes. <laughs> there's room for Crush. Godwin's held the tag belts. Well, you know, if Demotion ever does go in, then Crush will go in with him. That's maybe, maybe, maybe. It's really up to Edie. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, the Horsemen went in. Not all the Horsemen went in, though. Right. You know, so NWO went in, and yeah. Crush should have been there too. Yeah. So I still Vegas think... appears to be the front runner for forty. That was my guess. One yeah. of my guesses was Vegas and Allegiant Stadium. So right, right. Well, they got a brand new stadium, and they're using the brand new stadium from the Rams for next year's. Right, right. right. So far, yeah. Because they used the Raiders Stadium for SummerSlam this past year. Yeah, yeah. And I could see them doing it again because it looked great for SummerSlam. So Triple H, or Dwayne thinks Triple H next year. Dwayne Triple H before The Rock is that is that what you're telling me now? Triple H in Hollywood, Dwayne. 
for me, it makes more sense with with Rock next year. So right. But, yep. Uh, Minders mentioned something that we haven't uh, brought up yet about Taker. She asked, "Did we see where Noel called him out for not mentioning anything about Mick?" I did see that. That was a surprise to me to hear that. It was because he got up there and he talked about a lot of guys, some opponents. He talked about Paul Bearer and Kane, uh, Yokozuna. He did mention Brian Adams' crush. He said Brian was one of the last guys that he got to see him alive. They went out and broke bricks together with their hands or something. And he kind of just alluded to the fact, he said, at the time I didn't know why I went out and did it with him. Looking back, I realized why I went and did it. Because, you know, you got to hang with a buddy and do something. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mick Foley really, that was a big deal for their taker. Vince mentioned Foley early on. Vince did a rundown of the undertaker's opponents and he did not leave any names out, whether it was somebody in AEW or somebody who's burned a bridge. Vince mentioned them all. Right. You know, I don't know if taker just it, nerves got to him. I maybe. know that Noel said that Mick had forgot to thank his wife. When yeah. he went in the Hall of Fame. So it happens. Hardly race forgot to thank his wife. You know, yeah. it, it does happen. I'd like so, to so when Minner says called him out, she went on social pointed media. out or was a bitch about it. Which one was it? Yes. Uh, uh, she wasn't cool. she wasn't a bitch about it. No, no she oh, okay. just she went yeah. on Twitter and just mentioned that he didn't say anything. She said about she was kinda of heartbroken that you know, she right. said it was a great speech, but she was kind of surprised and sad that he didn't mention her dad. You know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah an hour. I mean, page four hundred and twelve of his speech got lost. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to think that he might have called Mick the day after, maybe the day before, and like said something to him, or you know. But you never know. It's hard to say if you're not there. Either that or him and Mick are slated to fight soon. That's oh. not oh, what in the, in the <laughs> first one to the nursing home match. <laughs> Mick takes another bump and he, he he'll, he'll he'll be in a wheelchair. He'll he'll disintegrate like a skeleton. He's a tad punchy, isn't he? Oh yeah. But we love Mick. He's one of our favorites. But, but like I said, overall, it was a fun two-and-a-half-hour watch. I'd like to see him get more time. Somebody like the Warrior Award, they don't need a lot of time. No, and Dana doesn't need to give a big speech. She, no, and she is just... I can't stand her. She was maybe the, the nails on the chalkboard for me when she comes out there and she she faked like she was going to run to the ring like Warrior, and she gets the ring, she's pointing to the sky, and she's just too much pandering. I, has nobody told her that a lot of folks don't like the Ultimate Warrior? Right. <laughs> uh, apparently, trying to get yourself over is sexually transmitted. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, I think I saw Dwayne said something about Charmel. We didn't cover it. He says, Charmel shouldn't have went in alone. I agree. The artist formerly known as Prince IAK should have gone in with her. For Charmel, they did a good thing uh, building it up, though. They got in there with all of some of the African-American female talent, Bianca and them, and really built it up how it was so nice to see somebody in that position be a queen, be revered. Booker built her up, and she she did, man. She thanked the Nitro Girls. She thanked Boogeyman. She thanked, you know, for a valet, it is what it is. It was in Houston. Mm -hmm. There's so many valets we could talk about who should be in before. Again, Miss Elizabeth knew being number one. I'm okay with a one-off like this every year. Um, at some point, you know, you run out of names. I mean, at some point, there's going to be somebody who has a favorite that's not in. For me, it was Vader. Right. He's in now. So now who do I complain about next? I, I'd go uh, Bigelow. I think would be Bigelow, I think, would probably be my next one. Yeah, Maybe Pillman or Luger. We talked about Luger before. Yeah, Luger's a guy who has made amends. Is very I, I that He's one I don't understand. I think he would be great next year. Rock, Luger. Do demolition. I mean, l- listen, to, that's a demolition. I think is still a ways off because of the lawsuit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, 
if I'm not mistaken, I think Charmel is the first African American woman to go in the Hall of Fame. If if my math is right. Uh yeah. Which I mean, who who would do it before her? Sapphire Dark <laughs> Journey. <laughs> I don't even know that name. Uh, she was uh, no. Uh, Miss Miss Texas when Jackie. Jackie oh Jackie's Jackie number one right. yeah. my apologies to Jackie Moore I forgot Jackie about who her. could do it all oh man so good so she she well deserved first uh, where's Jazz Jazz needs to go in Jazz yeah that's another one who was at a time when it was divas and bullshit she was, she was the anti diva she yeah. was somebody was called the anti diva I forget who it was but Ivory no it was somebody recent <laughs> but if you want anti diva it's Jazz. Yeah, she knocked the hell out of all, all the women and most of the men, and was still wrestling up to about last year. Yeah, she just retired. Uh, her husband Rodney Mack actually wrestled on the NWA Crockett Cup. Yeah, he looked good. I thought yeah. he did pretty well. He's a big, scary looking dude too. He is. You know, so we were talking about Hall of Fame. Um, let me ask you this: the, the, Here's two guys I really enjoy, and it, uh, no, we don't need Shockmaster jokes, but I liked Earthquake and <laughs> yep. I liked Typhoon. Right, Earthquake, I think deserves to be in yeah but do you put does it deserve to be in alone or do you pair him up and do natural disasters together i put him in alone together because he had a good run solo before the natural disasters i mean he really did he was he was one of hulk's big opponents and you know Uh, uh, otman i could see going in maybe i mean he'd be one of those last ones in the class he'd be a coco he'd be a coco guy but he's one now that cody's back I could see him being the one to put him in because he's his uncle. Mindy mentions about uh, the one that we won't speak of who will never go in. We Bruno. don't. We do, yeah, we don't talk about Bruno. Chris we don't Bruno. talk about Benoit unless your name's Ninja Mac, and then yeah. we allow it. So. I'm, <laughs> Minders, I'm going to say this. Uh, we all remember how great he was in the ring. Yes, Dwayne. And like I said, he's still one of my favorites to watch. And uh, who's this? Uh, Chris Bruno. Bruno. But, Chris uh, Benoit. Benoit. But thank you. We're making an Encanto joke. Okay. But it Got takes it. it's it's gonna take a lot for anybody to be able to put uh, his tragic end past them. So his tragic end anything. was not in the ring or it had not it was not No. He murdered know, his was, wife. I know what he did. Right. So, I know what he did. CTE but that's, is uh, Yeah, that's a result CTE of his wrestling. CTE yeah. is a it's, result of it. His wrestling performances, yeah. his characters, his his everything he did. Is what the Hall of Fame should be based on. While, while the WWE Hall of Fame celebrates the wrestlers and their careers, that would be a PR nightmare to put him in. Yeah, and that's the thing is WWE that nobody votes on this. It's, there's not a committee. It's Vince right, McMahon. Vince, yeah. it, so. uh, here, I actually, that's I heard, a good place I for him to they, admit. I heard how they get names for the Hall of Fame. I heard that they have a circle like some people like Hayes, Pritchard, and they put They have their, an academy? Sort of like an academy. But they, but they put their suggestions in the list and then... Vince and Triple H, I guess, choose. Well, right. up until this year, Triple H might have been involved in the decision making. But I just, so, I think that Benoit. I mean, this would be a great place for Vince to, first of all, solidify the idea for the rest of the world that wrestling is real. As far as like these guys aren't faking it. Benoit didn't, you know, sugar plum fairy's way to death. Okay. It was because of all the hits he took. It was all the damage. Right. Okay, We see the NFL right now finally acknowledging CTE is a real problem and trying to make changes for that. But they're also acknowledging that some of their guys that have done some things because of the CTE shouldn't be shunned to the back page. No. Maybe Vince ought to put this out there and say, you know what, let's get this over with and say this was the reason here we are because people do revere the guy as a wrestler. Right. 
There's that's definitely something to think about. Uh, I see Menders uh, Page was the anti diva. You are right. I forgot about Page, and she's one that could go in in the near future. Hey, is Alexa Bliss Bliss, Bliss is she still yes. playing wrestling? She's she wrestling? Uh, she's off TV for for right now, but she's still active. She's still active. Yeah. Okay, because I mean she she needs to go in just so we can watch her stand there for an hour. Uh, Dwayne, the big boss man, is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, his uh, family accepted on his behalf a few. I think weren't you there for that one, Merch? For boss man and uh, no one boss man. Uh, who was the posthumous the year? It was that rude. Uh, no, I'm gonna have to look it up. But it wasn't <laughs> either of them. But yeah, boss man is in though. Uh, all right. So I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment on uh, on our show, Narge, because it is Tuesday. So I think it's uh, it's time to go with oh, our was, top it ten. Was, it was Boss Man. I, was boss man. I forgot that. Slick. How do I remember better than you when you were there? Slick introdu- introduced him, and then, yeah. It was Tequila Narge at the Hall of Fame but, that uh, year. It's possible. That's also the year Jacqueline went in. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember on the ball, Stan, Stan Hansen staying in the Freebirds. Those were the yeah the ones for me. All so. the Freebirds singing out of tune. And doot dooting around. Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right. So let's get, top into our, 10. let's get into our top ten Tuesday this week, Narge. Already. And I we did the list. This is something we had discussed over the weekend. And uh, it's one I had done in the past on the old Central Illinois Pro Wrestling Club page. But I'm going to go ahead and bring it back because it is a good topic. And uh, everybody loves merchandise. And with Pro Wrestling Tees being the all the rage these days, our top ten this week is top ten wrestling t-shirts of all time. Soon we'll be able to add our t-shirt on that list. Yeah. We're going to have our store up and running soon. That's so. right. Uh, all right. So I mean, there's I got shirts on here from all eras, from the '80s to today, but uh, I think you'll agree with most of these, Narge. I think uh, you may I, have most I, of these. If I remember back <laughs> in the day, yeah, yeah, that's that ought to be a good game to play. How many right. of these do we own between right. the two of us? I, I I counted my. I have one, two, three, four, six of them. I have six of the ten, and it's not the top six. Funnily enough. Ah. All right. So number ten, the uh, Macho Man Randy Savage sunglasses T-shirt, the purple one. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I got it too. Well, I got it from you. And yeah, I, I had it before. I got it. I had to get another one because I love the shirt. My wife actually has that one too. That's how popular it is. So uh, we've all three had it. <laughs> I, I that's it's my, a Macho Man shirt. Yep. That there might be a parody it version. Survives coming. near all the Hogan gear. It says Macho Man. It's got his face uh, in the, the sunglasses. sunglasses. Yeah, it's right on. That uh, there might be a JTR parody version of that shirt coming Kyler, in what? the near future. You can't talk over everybody else. We already do that enough for everybody. <laughs> go ahead, kid. Go ahead. What you got? No, nope. come, come on. on. Come what on. do you got? I was just explaining what this shirt was. Ah, uh, uh-huh, okay. A uh, little exposition. You that, got something to say? Pipe in. The be loud. guest host of the year ain't going to win itself, buddy. No, you falling far. You, you might be below Joe Lamondola now. So you just <laughs> I don't go that far. I think Andrea might have leapfrogged him. <laughs> Yep, Andrea might be ahead of you. All right. Number nine. Uh, I know it's one of your favorites. I don't think either one of us has it. Is uh, ECFNW, Narge, the old ECW shirt. Nope. Never had it. I had the Uh-oh. GCFNW shirt. Yeah. The GCW version. But just I think that's the most iconic ECW shirt out there. And there's so many good ones. Uh, Marco, do you have any wrestling t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's got the 1989 Miss Malibu mud uh, champion T-shirt. He got that. Think. Let me see. I, Do I have to- a T-shirt from a band that appeared on the WWE show. I might have one of those. Mm. I don't have a wrestling kid, shirt kid, now. Kid Rock? No, I don't own a Kid Rock anything. Uh, no, sorry. We're no. going right, to get him. Moving on before we get him all hot and We're going to get him a Hall of Fame <laughs> no, shirt from the year he went in with his face on it. Yeah, Kid Rock uh, is in the Hall of Fame with Donald Trump. He's in the celebrity oh, wing. Jesus. Uh, all right, number eight. Uh, this might get me some heat for being too low on the list, but I don't care. Uh, Degeneration X, the original two words T-shirt from 97. It says suck it on the back. I didn't have that one. I had the. So where they do this? I used to have that one. Yeah. I, okay. I, I had ago. the olive green one said Operation 69 mm-hmm. Troop or Troop like, 69 Operation DX, something like that. I had like that the one. like the army shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that one. But I was I was told as a kid, you are not allowed to wear that to school. And I said, why? Right. And then yeah. I got no explanation when other you than football? you will not wear that to school. When you played football, <laughs> did you wear number 69? I didn't play football, so no. Hey, me either. Yeah. <laughs> But, but I certainly wore the number. But it, that's definitely it's right behind Austin three sixteen for that period most iconic WWF shirts. Hey, don't don't give away things. So keep going, I'm, keep I'm, going. I'm not giving anything away. Hey. All right, number seven. We both have this one. I have two of them. Uh, wanted dead or alive, Cactus Jack T-shirt. Yep. Uh, that's one of my favorites. That's I used to have a wanted dead or alive Bon Jovi shirt. <laughs> I used to have a slippery when wet Bon Jovi shirt. <laughs> So it was did you the have the one that did, just had had the text on? Oh, you didn't have the uh, unrated cover version? No, I did not. But no, this one I have a version with the sleeves cut off, which I used for Halloween this past year when I was Cactus Jack, and then I have the one with the sleeves still on it because I need to stay humble sometimes. Uh, but awesome shirt! I loved. Actually, I wish I had the original version, which just said "Wanted Dead" instead of "Wanted Dead or Alive," but that went away after he left ECW, I think. But uh, that's the one that we remember from all the matches with Funk. And uh, he didn't have it in WCW, which I didn't realize until after the fact. Now he wore the black with the, uh, with leopard, the leopard. Yeah. And brought it back in yeah. uh, WWE. I remember when he walked out, was it the Madison Square Garden with show? Triple H. Triple H. I yeah. was like, oh, he's got the shirt. And yep, he was in full cactus mode. I popped bang, huge. bang. All right, number six, uh, the 1995 through 99 version of the Four Horsemen. The one with the horse. The horse, yeah. That's I love that. Oh yeah, it's also my ringtone. Great theme. Yeah, best in, best entrance music in the in, in the WCW, if you ask me. It was, yeah. I got the horse breathing in the beginning, and it was just, just it was awesome, just great. Awesome yeah. guitar part, you know. Uh, let's see, number five, uh, the newest one on the list. I have the uh, Bullet Club, New Japan. Uh, yeah, I got. I had a couple of those at yeah. one point. Not the original Bullet Club, the one with the. Uh, like the white text on it with the with the skull and the the guns and everything. I'm pretty sure it's the one I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think you got it from me. What? No, I got one. You did give me one, but I had two already. So I ordered one through Pro Wrestling Tees, and then I did a grab bag. That grab bag happened to be the same shirt. They right. sent me two shirts. I don't know who was running PR up there. Quality, or quality QC. Maybe the QC was being done by the PR, and they thought you should have two so you could talk about it on the show. That's yeah, possible. There you go. But I got the one from Preston Tees, but I wanted to get the like the authentic one, like they have, where they have the logo on the sleeve and on yep. the back and on the front. So, but that's that's probably my favorite shirt of currently in wrestling these days. It just looks cool, and uh, meet a few of those guys in two weeks. Also, maybe get them to sign my shirt. We'll, we'll have to see. There you go. All right, number four, uh, legendary. Uh, I know you don't like the white shirts, Narge, but it's hot rod. You gotta. Oh uh, yeah. It's got to be Hot Rod. I had know. the black version. 
Oh, uh, okay. When, you know, the later... Not the ringer, but the black just shirt. Just the black with the, with the yeah, the red and the orange. Yeah. But his, his best shirts were the white ones. I liked the hot rod. I liked the one with the panther on the front. The panther one was cool. I like yeah. that. That's the one he wore to WrestleMania 1. Yep. He sure did. Yeah, yeah. Tonight's green M&M for those of you listening. Or brown. Which or is brown M&M, M&M, I guess we'll use this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, trying to figure out. We are, we're having an audio problem. Something's clicking over here. No, it's in a mic. It's someone's mic. Um, what's your favorite pro wrestling or wrestling-related shirt that you own? Take a picture of yourself in it. Post it on our wall uh, within the uh, Facebook podcast or just on our wall directly or send it to us. Extra right. credit for anybody in a Jumping the Rail podcast t-shirt. There's a couple of them floating around. <laughs> oh, That's yep, right. They are, they are Actually, I'm going to update that. I have my all the shipping materials. I said we had it. I just have to get my printer working. Okay. And if not, I have to just take it to the post office and do it that way. But everybody that is get a shirt coming, it is we'll have coming. one coming. Yes. Uh, all right. So moving on, uh, number three, the old red and yellow Narge. Hulkamania. Sounds like a Hulk shirt to me. Oh, the yeah. original Hulkamania shirt. Here it is, right here on our little well, our little he's guy. Wearing, our he's little wearing the yellow one, but. But the original Hulkamania from like 85. I don't give a shit. That, this one should be the one. The yellow That's the one. Oh, I like the red one better. Nobody like What, what red one? This, what coming from a, this coming from a guy who's an obvious if, fan of the other a, guy. If a Hogan t-shirt is getting on the list that's yellow, it's going to be the Hulk rule shirt. Mm, I know what you're talking about, the red one, but I got to go with him. The yellow is the look to me. The, the red was a little but off. But the way the red shirt offset the yellow underpants. Well, you know. Or as my wife calls them, panties. Panties. I have to give her a look. Oh, look at Hulk's pantaloons. Uh, so yeah, so there's just the way the red offset the yellow. Right. Just, too much yellow is just cheesy. Well, I mean, it matches hair, though. Well, I didn't disagree with you on this list until now. But all right, go, moving, moving, moving on, on, brother. All right, number two. <laughs> we saw this guy on Saturday, Narge, and he was wearing the shirt. Oh, yeah. Austin 316. Which I'm on Sunday, too. Yeah, wearing the same shirt. That that shirt, Dude needs a but, the orig- but the original skull on the back. Yeah, the, the original. I've got it at home still. I actually wore that one to WrestleMania 32 because I knew he'd be there. Um, that shirt is the one I remember back in the day knowing it was cool to be a wrestling fan. Didn't matter where you went. Mm-hmm. You went to the bar. You went to the mall. You went to church. Somebody was wearing an Austin 316 shirt. And you were so, like, Dwayne, you were right. Yeah. Top three. Number two. He's, he's so smart, isn't he? He is. He's a good guy. He's at the top of the standings for uh, you know guest host of the year. But but he's but if he makes me stop at Taco Bell and the gas station one more time (laughs) on our way over here, then he's gonna go down the rankings. Did you eat any of those tacos? They were pretty good. I had a few of them. Yeah. I wish he would have got the soft shell, but you know it is what it is. All right. Have I lollygagged enough before we get to number one? That's one of those you're clicking there, Mark. All right. So let's get to our number one. That was a terrible... My soundbite's uh, not working for the drum roll, so... <laughs> Thank you, Kyler. You oh, just what went happened up to on that two. one? All right, number one is just too sweet, Narge. Too sweet. The original black and white NWO shirt from WCW. It just To me, it just it was just the coolest one. And you want to know... You, here, so here's a factoid. I've never owned the black and white NWO. Is that right? No, I have shorts. I've got... Yep. I had the Wolfpack shirt. You're wearing the Outsiders shorts right yep. now. Yep. And I, but I had the Wolfpack shirt when it came out. The, the red black and black. Yep. Guy wears Sarah, Mr. T shorts while he's chilling in the van. And he ain't got the right shirt if yet. If I had them, I would too. Yeah. But uh, just got to get you the jacket. No, I need I need the black and white uh, NWO shirt. I've got the shorts. They've got Hogan and Pac, and they're right. really cool looking shorts. Yeah. But I need that shirt. To... Yeah. 
you I've know, got round out the finish the ensemble. I've got yeah, the taking the wife out on a date ensemble. Right, I've exactly. Got, so I've got the black and white original shirt. Well, the one WWE put out the last couple of years. I've also got the black and white with the six ball on the back. Oh, the, the, the six back, yeah. And then uh, I've got a red and black somewhere. So I've and I got the outsider shirt that I was wearing last uh, yep. episode. Did you ever have the one that just said outsiders on the front with the red writing? Uh, no, but I've seen that on Amazon. I may have to scoop that up. Yeah, just good stuff. They've made so much. The T-shirts are cool nowadays, but the ones back then were just iconic to me. And well, some of the more basic designs are the best ones. I think they overthink it now. I told you one thing I absolutely hate is well, besides white shirts, is I don't like getting professional wrestling shirts with, with wrestlers on with, the front in the their tights. Guys. But, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna, where am I going to wear <laughs> that dude without no shirt on? Yeah, you know, and people get and I you see guys like that, and you're like, nah, now nah, a logo, a word, something, a I'm caricature down. of the face. Yeah, car- something like that. But uh, I will say, honorable mention uh, was the old uh, Funk You Terry Funk shirt. Yep, I like that. The white one, one though. The white one, because that's the one the Funk wore. Yeah, he's got like twelve versions out there now. I've got two different ones at home. Menders has an Edge and Christian shirt. Is that the yellow one, Menders? Yeah, with their with their silhouette on the front doing the pose. Uh, yeah, something like that. All right, so that's our top ten. We're gonna get out of here in a couple of seconds, but first I want to get into what we've got coming up uh, in the next few. Anything episodes. exciting? I got quite a bit exciting. I'm glad you asked. All right. So our next episode in two weeks, which is on the date, Marco? Uh, the date two weeks from today. Fifth, on the 19th. 19th, I believe. Thank you. On April 19th, we have another guy that has been making a lot of waves in uh, the indies. It's uh, going to get crazy. It is going to get crazy. Gringo Loco is going <laughs> to join us. What does uh, gringo mean? It means white man, right? It means crazy white boy, pretty much. Crazy white boy. That's what we're going to have. But... Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk to him. We're going to mention he had he ran a show during the collective this past week in the World on Lucha show, and he's been getting a lot of attention. We talked with Ninja Mac about that uh, Instagram video that's getting the three plus million views, which was Gringo giving him a power bomb off the top rope, yep. which for my money is the coolest finish in independent wrestling right now. Is that Gringo bomb? I don't oh, know yeah. if there's I don't know if there's a name for it. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it the Gringo bomb, <laughs> and I hope that sticks. Get Kevin Gill on the phone. Say that's what you need to call from now on. We didn't. Get, we didn't ask Ninja Mac why that he went from Ninja Fuck Mac to Ninja Kamikaze. Now we Mac. didn't get I into would that. assume that's a PR issue. That, that means we got to have him on again. <laughs> Going to be tough to get on some of them national TV shows yeah, without right, fucking right. your name. It, it, it changed all of a sudden. Like for real, all the shows oh. he was Ninja Fuck Mac. That's what Kevin said, and then yeah. all of a sudden it was. Con- and I remember the first time I heard, it, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got that coming up in two weeks. On the next episode after, on May 3rd, May 3rd. we've got uh, the voice of the NWA, Joe Galley, is going to be joining us. Nice. Which I think will be cool. Get a cool perspective on the NWA. Thank God it's him and not his co-host. Now, what's wrong with Tim Storm? No, I like him. He looks all right, too. It's the other now, one. Now, remember, we can't say anything bad about the announced oh. team until he comes on. You guys are going to have to mute me on that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's gonna, I kid, I kid. That's going to be fun. Hopefully he's wearing his nifty blue NWA blazer. Yeah. Which really is awesome that they have the matching blazers on the announce team. While he's on the podcast where we don't have pictures running. That's not important. <laughs> well, you know, I can't wait. I can't, guys, I can't wait. Quibble. We're going to be in the middle of interviewing this guy, and Mark is literally going, hey, what are you wearing? <laughs> Let's not quibble over details, Marco. I'm so, going to ask him now. All right, so that's on May 3rd. On May 17th. 17th. Thank you. Uh, we got the greatest enhancement talent of all time, Narge. The man that Bret Hart. I got a guy said. called Viagra. 
the man that Bret Hart said should be in the Hall of Fame before Goldberg. I don't care if he's kidding or not. That's a soundbite. We're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna ask him we about have, it. Yeah, I have to. Yep. The uh, Mister Pet on the back himself, Barry Horowitz, is gonna be joining us, and I think we're gonna have Keith Gibson in studio for that one. Yeah, KG's gonna come over and throw down. And is is Barry Horowitz your first or second favorite Jewish wrestler of all time? Uh, I would say. Well, I wouldn't say first because he's coming on. Yeah. But he's him and Cabana are back or neck and neck. I forgot about him. Coco? I, was, I was talking about the other guy Coco that's. Cabana. I was talking about the other guy that's better Oldberg. than both of them, and you know it. Oldberg. No. Oh, talking oh, about MJF. Maxwell. Come on. Oh. He's working his way there. He's now. working his way up. He's Barry scored. Horowitz was kind of the first uh, guy to do that, though. He came yeah. out with the star David on his uh, tights. And... He came out to have an Aguila. Was his interest? Yeah, music. that's right. <laughs> so. So we got that, and then uh, May thirty first. I got it by myself, Marco. Yes. Uh, we have the zero one USA heavyweight champion Camaro Jackson going to be calling in, talking with us, which is actually really cool. We need, we'll need Mindy to yeah, maybe Menders, in. maybe have Menders call in and uh, help us out with that. Maybe have Menders drive our ass up here. Uh, speaking Oakland of Menders, Menders did mention earlier zero one has uh, uh, an event on April thirtieth, if I remember what she she said it way back in the scroll, but we got into the interview. Pro- period there uh, menders if you don't mind uh tagging us with the event info in the stream here we'll make sure to push it out on the facebook for everybody to see because that is a local to us event i got it oh where we go it's going to be april 30th from the burgess osborne auditorium that's in mattoon illinois uh yeah zero one live pro wrestling so they've got some matches announced on there uh trying to see let's see yeah, so that's uh, yeah April thirtieth. And when is that wrestling thing going on here at the uh, the assembly hall? That is June fourth. Uh, it's going to be at the uh, State Farm Center. They're they're billing a Saturday night's main event, but it's a house show. Yeah, a lot of there were a lot of folks in the comments confused. Somebody's like, "I'm not coming if they're taping it for TV because it'll be boring." Uh, but so the confusion there, Mark, is years ago, NBC used to run something called Saturday Night's Main Event. And right. it'd be a WWE, kind of a premium show they'd put on live t- cable television. Well, that's what they're calling this tour, essentially, right. is kind of a Saturday Night's Main Event. It's They're not taping it for TV. It's just a regular, it's a house, like what we went to. It's a house, house show, show. right? Um, not only that day, there's a, another place local to us called Bricks and Ivy Sports up in Hoopston, Illinois. Right. And there you're going to have two WWE Hall of Famers. The Godfather and Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam, both. RVD. Friend of Alfonso. Yeah, yeah, friends of Bill. Who? Shout out to Bill Alfonso, who called and wished me a happy birthday last Friday. I don't remember it, Bill, but uh, I heard That's you awesome. did. And then he sent a cool photo, and, you know, it was uh, it was very cool of him to give me a call and shout out. No, actually, I do remember it, but uh, that was cool. One of That's the, the one last of thing he remembers. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> indeed yeah that was cool uh we got to talk to him for a few minutes we had to go into the parking lot of the bar we were at because we couldn't hear otherwise damn bars are so loud mark you're you're heading to the squared circle expo in a couple of weeks anybody doesn't know about that that's over in indianapolis who yeah. you're looking forward to meeting i know the steiner brothers Is there anybody else that uh, the steiner brothers are at the top of the list uh they just announced today the blue meanies you mean be you there. mean saw that wwe hall of famers the steiner brothers that's right yes yes and I've got a WCW tag team title that needs their John Hancock. We've got a WCW world that's title. Herbie. <laughs> Herbie Hancock. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. But uh, but no, there he's, he's going to be there. Uh, Shane Douglas is going to be there, which I'm looking forward to. Sabu, I believe, has yep. been announced. Uh, the Acolytes, Bradshaw and uh, Ron Simmons. 
Steamboat, Ricky Steamboat, who I met before, but I'm, again, big gold belt I need a signature on. Plus, he's, out of all the wrestlers I've met in my lifetime, he's probably the nicest that I've met. He was very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Dan Housen will be Dan there. Dan Housen will be there. He's definitely the top of my list. Friend yeah. of the show, John Mayer will actually. So if you're out and about the show, our, our friend who calls in here, John Mayer, supposed to be working kind of a security assistant detail with right. Dan Housen. And his wife's going to be with Egon. All, no, just... all Ethan Egon Page. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, then some of the AEW names. Uh, I know Sammy Guevara is going to be there. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Britt Baker. So a lot of great names are going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. We'll get some pictures and they'll go up on the jumping the rail page. Maybe I can, uh, if I got enough, I'm gonna try to hand out a shitload of koozies when I'm there and get the That's, name out. There you go. Yeah, just walking around. You got to give them to the, the stars. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, there you go. Not if, not not other wrestling nerds like no. us. We don't need that stuff. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll take the flag with me and have everybody hold up the drape flag it around your shoulders like, like you're important. Cape. Well, I'm, I'll be wearing the t-shirt. Dun dun dun. You'll, you'll be a jefe gringo logo one, one day i'm wearing the, <laughs> the jumping real t-shirt the next day i think my wife said she's gonna wear hers so either way we'll be out after she bedazzles after it, she bedazzles it, she yes. there will be bedazzling to be done wow so shirt. it's gonna be a 1992 style shirt yeah. i've <laughs> i haven't told her yet but i think it'd be awesome if people order our t-shirt and they want it bedazzled they'd have to cost extra but do it for the ladies. The Rhinestone Redman Special. That's what there we call it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, I see a comment from Enders. What does that say? Matt Fitchett, the Gunslinger. This is Matt Fitchett, the Gunslinger, versus okay. the Powder Keg, Jimmy Carrot. Is that the main event, Menders? I think so. I just saw that picture on zero. That zero one is what she's talking right. about, folks. And, yeah, that is for their World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Jimmy Carrot's the champion against Matt Fitchett. Um Marvin and Kyle Piper versus the Outcast. Uh, those are the only matches I see so far that are. Oh no, Shaza McKenzie versus Chelsea Durden. I see a lot of Shaza on uh, Twitter quite a bit. Country Air versus the Premier. Nice. That's all we have got. The, so the Premier, far. who is uh, two thirds of the stable with uh, the aforementioned Camaro Jackson. Well, there so. you go. It all ties together. It all ties man. together. I've got to get out of here, though. I just got yep. a picture from my wife. My little boy's at home. He's got a WrestleMania match going right now. It looks like we got The Rock and Rey Mysterio going at it on my living room floor. So I got to get <laughs> home and let him know they're both a couple of scrubs. I got to bring out Toy Vader. All right. Well, I think that's a good time to uh, to say goodbye. Uh, so until next episode with Gringo Loco, uh, I'm uh, Redman. We got Narge, Kyler. Thanks for joining us again this time. Yeah. Uh, Remember to check out Kyler on the Narchtastic Voyage on YouTube. It's the second best unboxing video series on the Jumping the Rail Network. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm still, I'm still looking for a second place. He can unbox a Hershey bar better than you can unhersh a un unbox a box of stuff. He so. can also, he can also form a sentence better than you can. I can't form anything <laughs> right now. I haven't drank either. That's true. Don't forget and to say your beers don't count. Don't forget to say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and look at your study guide for and, math and freak out. <laughs> Oh, I haven't done I haven't done my Dan Housen impression yet today. It's been a regular occurrence. Oh yes, <laughs> so, very nice. So, <laughs> so for Marco and everybody, have a very nice, very evil two weeks until the next episode. Later. <laughs>